everybody, welcome to the Classic Gaming Podcast. I'm Robert Ring. Today's date is March 26th of 2016. That was Alone in the Chaos with our intro music. With me are Blake Corey. Hey, and hey, Jay hey. <laughs> I, I thought he was just not going to say anything and just leave you <laughs> hanging. Hey, fine, man. Nothing. And Jay Totoro. What's up? I pulled a Blake but there. You're you see the delay? Gonna, yeah, yeah, you see the delay? I pulled a Blake. Five minutes. the B Corey. You guys, uh, Blake, you, the B-core. you, you sur- the B core, you survived the winter solstice. Yeah. Yeah. That was fun. Uh, so for everyone out there listening, I, uh, I live in Colorado and we got this huge blizzard that came through that ended up knocking out power for about 190,000 homes. And we were without power in our house for almost 36 hours. So we didn't have heat. Uh, only a few of the lights in the house worked. Uh, we had to charge our phones on our bathroom wall socket. It's pretty stupid shit. Yeah. Yeah. It sucked. It's like primitive shit. You're like a caveman at that point. (laughs) I was like, what's even the point of living? This (laughs) is stupid. There's nothing. I I would just off myself right then and there. It's like, no, I can't handle this. I was getting there. I was getting close. Got a a Facebook update, dude. I need to know what my friends are doing. You know what I'm missing out on? Is it pretty cold in Arizona too right now? No, it's actually getting warmer, like 83 degrees during the like the height of the day, um, which is not bad. I was, still nice. I was joking. I didn't expect it to actually oh, okay. be cold. I don't know, dude. Fuck, I don't know geography. Get out of here. You know, well, yeah, but it's pretty common knowledge that Arizona is extremely is yeah. a very hot place. Yeah, we get that a lot. Oh, it's really fucking hot. Get... It doesn't never rains. Oh, yeah. it, it's true. It's hot yeah. there and it doesn't rain. We're not in a drought, though. No, that's not not relative to how, how you usually are. It's true. Get up off my state. <clears throat> uh, no, Arizona's good. I like Arizona. Yeah, yeah. Represent. If I had to move somewhere, that's probably where I would move to. <laughs> Me too, actually. If somebody said like you have to move today, I'd be like, uh, can I move to Arizona? Sure. All right, let's do it. Well, you couldn't do that because I wouldn't be moving. Uh, anything awesome going on? Before we jump into news, is there anything we got to talk about? I got the biggest booger out of my nose earlier. Did you? Was it bloody? Yeah. Dude, that shit's rough, that's, man. Oh, yeah, it's, it's all the worst. crusty. Yeah. Like, oh, man, that did that blood get on there because of it, like, scraping my nose? Like, yeah, my dude, that's nose. what I always imagined, like, the worst things ever. Did, did it, when you pulled it out, <laughs> did you, like, feel your brain get lighter? Or did it snap oh, back? Like, my whole head felt like it expanded. Isn't that crazy, dude? Yeah, it's good stuff. That's that's interesting. You're interesting. <laughs> that's what you get for asking questions like that. All right, you're gonna get a dumb joke answer. <laughs> Did you guys? Oh, I was dead serious, but all right. <clears throat> <laughs> well, I mean, everything we talked about, yeah, like yeah, it's all true. Did y'all see the uh, Satoru Iwata tribute from uh, the game developers uh, choice awards? No, was it good? Oh man, no. But I heard about it. Yeah, I heard it yeah, was. You gotta, yeah, you got super. You don't have to watch it. Yeah, you don't have to watch it right now. I mean, you can if you want to. I'll paste it in the chat just so y'all have it. But it was. Uh, you gotta get the tissues out. Really? Is really, that serious? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, it. I mean, it's like it's not like super serious. It's more like heartfelt. So, yeah. No, I got you. I got you. Yeah. Okay. I'll take a look at it later. It's. It was an animated. Uh, it's like a little cartoon that they did. It's three minutes long. You can check it out. If, if you want to watch it, just search for Satoru Iwata 
Game Developers Choice Awards Tribute. It's on YouTube. Right. But it was really, really good. I'm glad to hear it. It's always nice yeah. when you know people are remembered like that. Yeah. Uh, but on to news, newsy stuff. We got a couple smallish things, nothing too huge this time. Uh, there was a Warcraft 3 patch. Yeah. Wait, did we talk on, about this last time or no? On the 14th. Last time we talked about the Diablo Diablo 2 one. Patch. Oh, was there not the Warcraft one at the time? No, Warcraft okay. 3 patch wasn't, gotcha. hadn't come out yet. But it's, it's supposed to run, I, I meant to try this out actually, cause I think I still have my Warcraft 3 disc. But, uh, but. Wow. It's supposed to run, uh, it's supposed to make it run on Windows 7, 8.1, and 10, uh, I think, uh, yeah, as well as uh, Mac, current yep. versions of Mac OS X. Yeah, I heard that as well. Um, Actually, Blake, are you going to see the Warcraft movie? I was going to ask. Uh, I don't know. Is that coming out this year? I think it's coming out really soon. Really? Oh, is it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's like... I haven't heard months. anyone talk about it for months. June 10th. How about huh. you IMDB that shit? June 10th? So two okay. months, three months. Um, I uh, yeah, I know. I might. I think it's gonna be really rough. I think it's gonna be a rough watch. Yeah. You don't think it's, is Sam Raimi still the director? He was originally gonna be the director. Stand by. Director Duncan Jones. <clears throat> oh shit, he's good. Yeah. You know that's David Bowie's son. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, he did. Crazy. Uh, he did Moon, and there's. There's at least one other fairly big one he did. Moon is a fucking awesome movie. I haven't seen it, but it, it sounds a little familiar. Is that with Sam whatever? Yeah, Sam Rockwell. Rockwell, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's oh man, it's so good. It came out in 2009, and that was like that was like Duncan Jones. It wasn't like a huge movie, but it was like his uh, kind of like his first real sort of like breakthrough where people were like, damn, this guy's good. Um, what else? What else did he direct? Uh oh, Source Code was the other big one. It came out in 2011. I don't know if you really remember that. It was uh, it was really good too. It wasn't as good as Moon, but it was uh, it was definitely a really solid movie. He's a really good director. He and he huh, he's makes, got like makes me hopeful. Yeah, I would. That like I, that. I, I'm alone, gonna see it one way or another. I'm either gonna <clears throat> watch it or wait until it comes out and then watch it. I don't know. I, I the storyline is. Uh, I'm not a huge the Warcraft lore person, but it, it's interesting. The one thing I was going to say, Blake, is that there's some speculation that this might build into Blizzard coming with legacy servers. That this game, this movie is a prequel to the original mm. uh, Warcraft story, and that that might they might kind of stack those together in a sense. That sounds that sounds like a stretch to me. Yeah, I think so a, too. I think people are really wanting it. Just kind of they, for it, people but. really want it, but Blizzard doesn't really want it. <laughs> they will soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the next, the next game's about to release, and thanks uh, be rough. Uh, what Overwatch? No, no, sorry. The next uh, Blizzard expan- or next WoW expansion's got like what a year left, I think. For oh, 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 maybe more. I don't know. Anyways, but anyway, that alone actually makes me want to watch Warcraft now. I didn't realize he was the director. Um, we also got coming up Baldur's Gate expansion Siege of Dragonspear. I was like, holy Baldur's shit! Gate. I forgot they were doing that. That's for uh, Baldur's Gate two, right? I'm not sure. I think it is, but I could be totally wrong there. It would I think it's just, I think it's just the first one, but I could be wrong. It's Baldur's Gate: colon, Siege of Dragonspear Enhanced Edition. 
enhanced colon, as always said. Mm-hmm. Enhanced colons. Uh, it's supposed to come out March 31st, so just a few days from now. Probably uh, a couple days after the podcast comes out. That happens to be the same day that the Final Fantasy 15 release date announcement is going to happen. That's weird. Oh, my God, you troll. <laughs> that was such a <laughs> shitty way to start that sentence, you fuckboy. That was the date uh, that they're <laughs> contemplating, setting up the actual uh, release date. Oh, there it is. Come on, you worked for EG. You should be familiar with I was just about to say that. Yeah, all right. <laughs> We're going to schedule uh. an announcement for when our announcement's going to be. Yeah, that was, <laughs> that's, that's classic Evil Geniuses right there. Classic. Uh, I think the only, oh, two other things. One, Sony is looking to port some of, uh, the language was unclear to me. They're looking to support, to port some PlayStation games to, uh, mobile platforms. Like, they don't point out anything specific, but it sounds like OS X and Android. Uh, and it sounds like PlayStation 1. Is kind of what yeah, they're talking I would about, think so. but I would think so. two is pretty based heavy. on the press release is really short, and it just says it's aimed to deploy new services toward the ever expanding smart device market. So, so, so it's talking about phones and stuff. Uh, Interesting. So, let's see. So, all right, really quick, I just wanted to touch on the thing. I looked up Siege at Dragon Spear, and I remembered now after I finally looked it up, it's actually telling what happens in between Baldur's Gate one and two. Okay. Oh, cool. Okay. So it probably came out after, well, I don't know, maybe not after two. Or maybe it did. Or maybe not. Well, no, it's being released this year. This is its first release. Oh, it's not, it's, it's, not, it, this game hadn't already come out before? No, no, this is a brand new release. That's oh, why I didn't know it was that. actually something that I was like, oh yeah. That's actually kind of big e- news. That's pretty interesting, but it's an expansion to the first game. Yeah. Huh. Okay, that's even more interesting than the following. <laughs> I like how I was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> <I thought laughs> uh, moving back to the Sony stuff. Interesting. Okay. That's really cool. I did not it's realize that. I thought it was. I thought it had already come out. Uh, oh yeah, that's why this is such big news. Yeah, it's a it's a brand new expansion for a game that came out like 20 years ago. Looks like the expansion is specifically for the enhanced edition. Yeah. Uh, so you oh, so you can't it. install it like <laughs> you can't you can't just buy it and throw it on your old <laughs> game and be like, why isn't it working? <laughs> uh, anyway, that's still, okay. So that's still pretty awesome. And finally, uh, Day of the Tentacle came out. Huh. As we talked about, it was about to happen last time, or Day of the Tentacle <laughs> remastered rather. So uh, really solid point and click. Adventure game from LucasArts, as you probably know. Uh, I'll go ahead and just say it. I, I haven't had a chance to finish it because I was... Uh, really? To, yeah, mostly trying to finish up my other game. Well, it just came out on Tuesday. Yeah, but I figured that uh, with how fanatic you were being about it before it released, like, every podcast <laughs> for the last two months you were like, Here's the countdown, the uh, tentacle re-release. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> and last, on the last podcast you were like, Day of the Tentacle, Day of the Tentacle, Day of the Tentacle. <laughs> in our group chat, you were like, Day of the Tentacle comes out tomorrow. So I, I just think we're going to be playing that like nonstop, 24-7 after <laughs> play it. Your impression of Robert was completely on point. I was going to let you know. I know. I've been practicing in the mirror. Okay. It's just really good. Face. Oh. Hey. 
Well, I was I wish I could have beat it, uh, but I was trying to finish up my other game because that I knew I would be able to finish in time. So far, I've I'm about four hours in to Day of the Tentacle Remastered. And uh, I'll go ahead and just say a few things real quick since I'm not actually talking about it this week since I'm talking about the other game. But it's uh, it definitely holds up. What we got here? Oh, you don't have to click on it now, dude. It's a funny okay. GIF. Okay. It holds up completely. Um, <laughs> the game, I hadn't played the game since since it originally came out, but it like basically is exactly the way I remember it. It's just as good as I remember it. So if you're kind of on the fence or, or wondering about whether you should spring for it, I'd say go for it. If if Again, it is a point-and-click adventure game, so you have to be in the mood to play one of those. Uh, but it's a super solid one. I, see, I feel like it's a pretty good entry point if you're kind of like if you haven't really ever played one before, but you're but you're interested. Uh, super super good classic game. I recommend checking it out if 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 that's something that you're at all interested in. But that's all I'll say about it. I have plenty more to say next time. Uh, and that's it. You guys, want okay. any news? Any news? That, any news that I'm missing? Or um, talk about games. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to think. Uh, nothing's really come to mind. Okay. Uh, I'm let's talk about like looking around Steam. Like, has there been anything that's been re-released recently? Day the tentacle. Well, I, aside from that, obviously. Oh, okay. Shit can. <laughs> yeah, I don't uh, really... Nothing's popping out at me. feels like there's something important that we're missing, though. I know. There, there's something that happened this week, and I, I'm, it's literally driving me fucking nuts. That's why I'm typing so much. I'm looking around. There's something <laughs> that happened this week, and I meant to... I, I wrote it down. Or I, I, I hudded or Skyped you guys the message. But my phone didn't fucking process it, so I lost that. Oh, I was at work. And I can't remember what it is. I'm no, going to remember it. Really? We're going to be like, all right, guys, that's the end of the classic game podcast this week. And then we'll be like, oh, that's what it was. Like, as soon as we're done, I'm calling it right now. As <laughs> soon as we turn it off. My ears hurt now. Good. I hope they do. They're bleeding. Get reamed. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, who wants to go first? Who wants to talk about their... Their brand new game first. I can go first. Okay. Uh, so this week um, I wanted to finish the Super Mario Brothers 1, 2, and 3 trilogy. So guess oh, what shit. I did? Oh, shit. I failed See? miserably. Oh. <laughs> well, it's, it's three that you haven't beaten, right? Um, correct. Th- three is the one I haven't beaten. And <laughs> I... I can't. I still cannot believe how fucking amazing this game is. Like it, it is unbelievable. So I played Super Mario Brothers. One? Super Mario Brothers three, the third. Okay. Okay. I, I, you know, I, whenever people talk about the, the those three games, they always talk about three being the best. And for a long time, I, I really like had this thought in my mind that I really like two. And I know two is not amazing to a lot of people, but I really enjoyed um, when I played it this past year for the podcast. So to play three again, I was. Unbelievably impressed. I, I, this game is is fantastic. The music is obviously Super Mario Brothers. It's great. It's fantastic. The quality for the game is great. It changes for the levels. Um, like the boss levels have a more calm down, scaryish kind of theme to it. Each world kind of has their own element to it for the different types of music, which is just fantastic. 
Um, and then, obviously, all the interactions with the map. Um, so the the way the game works is it's obviously a platform of Super Mario Brothers, but you can, you start at the first level, and after you kind of do the first couple levels in the first world, you're given an option to go to these extra levels. There are three and four in the zone, uh, the first world, don't really aren't on the path to the boss, which is like okay, well why would you bother? Well, there's there's a mushroom hut. Well, what does the mushroom hut do? Mushroom hut uh, provides three chests. One of them gives you an item. Okay, items. What the hell would they do in a Super Mario Brothers game? Well, they're they're very similar to. I'll tell the you way... what they do. Oh yeah, you wanna? Go ahead. You wanna give it to me? What, what, what are we typing? Oh, I thought you were like spamming me. No. no. Why <laughs> did you say that you're gonna tell him if you're not gonna tell him? Don't do it that, was a Rob. Figure, it was a figure of speech. <sighs> I'm gonna figure right. your speech. You know what, Robert? Jesus. Go ahead. Go ahead. Let's talk about the items a little bit. Mom hit oh, dad. Get... Dad had to go away <laughs> for a little while. <laughs> get your. <laughs> You get your items in a little inventory bar, yes. and you can use them. You can use them uh, yes. before and you go into a level. <clears throat> what's great about it, so obviously there's I'll a I'll tell you what's great about it. Oh, my <laughs> God. You sound, listen, if you want to get the gamer gunk out of your gear, Robert, you're going to need the dust-off <laughs> spray, which is $15 a can, and it is $15 worth of air in that can. Um, so uh, items in the game. So you, you receive items from a variety of locations throughout uh, the worlds in Super Mario Bros. 3. They stock up in your inventory. Now, when you're actually in a level and you obtain an item and then you get, let's say you are in the flying type form. What is what is it, What are the forms called? I know you guys know this because you guys are uh, Well, there's the raccoon suit. The raccoon suit. So that is the – is that the regular flying suit or is that the one – Yeah, that that's turned... the regular flying suit. Okay. And then, and then the then there's the flying suit that lets you turn in, into a statue the as P-wing? well. Oh, oh, no, oh, oh the, yeah, there's the P-wing. which the is P-wing, just... there's the – Tanuki suit, is that how you say? Yeah, and that's the the Tanuki suit is the one that lets you become a statue. There's the boot suit, which is only specific to specific levels. No, uh, it's, there's... it's not even specific levels. It's specific level. Oh, it's only one level? Yeah, it's just only yeah. one I love the boot. The boot is hilarious. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like and then the there's up. the frog suit. The frog suit's the other one. Yeah. Uh, and then the hammer bro suit as well. I'm looking at the suits all in a second. And I think that's um, the one. And so, yeah, so uh, like we're talking about, there's a variety of suits. You obviously don't get them at every level. Some of them you only get in specific zones. Like the frog suit, I think, is only in the, the water world, I would assume. So. Uh, you find it in stage three in a few of the houses. And then I feel like there's one place later in the game that you can also find it. Okay. Or I might just be thinking of the fact that I'll usually hold on to a frog suit. Yeah, same. That's what's this is what I love about it. So this is a platformer, but then there's a lot of strategy that goes on in the the outer map. So obviously you have a limited amount of, of lives, and then I think you have continues. Can you extend? I'm trying to think if you can extend your continues. I don't think you can. It's I only your lives. Get more continues. You get two or three continues on a playthrough on the Nintendo version, right? It's three, yeah. Cause, well, it says two, and then it's two, one, zero. Yeah, so it's okay. three, three. Yeah, and then I was, I was trying to think if you can get any more to it. Anyways, so uh, the basic platformer aspect of it is fantastic, but then the, the outer world is where the strategy comes in. So what we're talking about is if you receive an item when you're out in the world moving around on the map, you put it in your inventory, and you can use these items before you go into a level. So there's a specific level in the final world that I always remember this from when I was a kid. The one where you are – it's the tanks. I don't know what the level is actually called, but it's just tank after tank after tank. Uh, it, it's one of the final levels. It's like one of the last yeah, ten it's levels. it's the first level in the last world. 
Yeah, and so like for that, a lot of people use the P-Wing. If you had a P-Wing, that's where you spent it. You didn't waste it yeah. on anything else, and then you would just use the P-Wing because the level is actually pretty damn challenging, um, especially if you're going in as small Mario because you obviously only have one hit point. Um, and the level is very, very scarce for, for life. Um, so the, the open world makes it, you know, there's a lot of strategy to it. So you can go through levels that aren't on the direct path to the castle, and you can start focusing on getting um, extra items that you want to use later. And like Blake and I were talking about, some of them are obviously more useful than others. The raccoon suit is great for the most part. It allows you to fly for a limited amount of time. But you have to build up uh, your – is it your key bar? Is that is that what that is then? I'm assuming they kind of yeah, go, yeah, coincide with the P-Wing. So yeah. you basically have to hold down the B button. It sounds and like then... a uh, spaceship from Star Wars when you say that. Oh, the P-Wing? Yeah, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, my God, that's funny. I still – oh, God, Rogue Squadron. <laughs> Fucking rage. <laughs> <laughs> I still <laughs> – anyways, uh, so you have you have P-Bar, and when you hold the run button or B and then ru- uh, run really quick, you'll build up your P-Bar, and then if it gets full and if you jump, you can fly by spamming the A button, and you can get to the top of the map and find a lot of uh, secrets. And so secrets in this game are everywhere. There are so many things that that people probably don't even realize today after playing it as a kid that they even exist. For instance, the first level where the the world is moving and you have to keep up with it, where the the actual um, is there is there a definition or is there a word for those kind of auto, maps? Where auto scroller. Auto scroller. So the the map is the first one in the game that you run into where it's an auto scroller. If you're able to find and get every single coin, it will summon the ghost ship. And I remember the first time we did it, I was blown away because this isn't it. It's not an easy task. It's not obvious at all. It's a There's, pain in the yeah. ass. It's a pain in the ass. You, there are uh, for the coin blocks in the stages where you have to get a certain number of coins to get something to spawn because there's. I think you can do this in either every world or there's like three or four worlds where you can do that. I only know of a couple. Yeah, there might be uh, all though. One stage on I think every world where you get to do that, and on the first world. The auto-scroller level, there are these coin blocks, and you have to hit these coin blocks, I think, a minimum of eight times I on think one. eight or ten, yeah. And then ten on the other one or something. And this is an auto-scroller stage, so you only have so long in front of that block before it just goes off the screen and you can't hit it anymore, even if you wanted to. And the worst part is if you die on it once, you come back as small Mario, and the time it takes for you to hit the coin block goes up. So the yeah. amount of time it takes for you to hit that eight times goes up by probably half the time, like at least. it's it's It makes it substantially harder if you're not Big Mario or in a, a suit or anything. And so each world has that. And the, what are those, uh, you know the, the icons that, that cause the battle with the Hammer Brothers? What are those things on the map? Are those actually supposed to be the Hammer Brothers? I've always wondered it, that. I, I, I think so. It looks okay. like the Hammer Brothers hunched over. Yeah, it kind of does, or it looks like some random creature that doesn't exist in Mario. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there's there's a lot of in a, there's a lot of stuff to interact with on the map. Um, like we we're just talking about, there is this little I guess it's the Hammer Brothers icon that roams around the map. It has limited space for the most part, but it will roam around the map. And when you move into it, you engage. And there's uh, early on there's one Hammer Brother, and if you kill him, you get an item. It's not usually a very useful item. It's like a star or a mushroom it's nothing too crazy early on later on you can get like the or i'm sorry early on later on you can get i think one of them gives you the flute which is pretty useful because that allows you to jump worlds and yeah, one um, of them gives you a hammer you can get music boxes from them which are then used to put the hammer brothers to sleep the music is there boxes something else don't you can do with it too things. uh there's a plant in world yeah Seven i was thinking that sleep yeah and i think that's it like it's not okay. useful anywhere else 
So the other thing is the amount of secrets in this game. And this is how people have beat, beaten this game very, very quickly. I will tell you guys, I have not used the world jumps. I've specifically been avoiding them or uh, trying to skip worlds or, or do anything uh, to basically jump. And I want to play through the entire thing when I beat it. Just, I don't know, just to have the, the full completion effect. Um, but there's a lot of secrets in this game that allow you to jump worlds. Kind of like the first one, but not to that extreme where you could go... I don't even know. The first one, it's like, what, world one to three to, like, seven, and then you just have to play through seven and eight. You guys remember in the first Mario Brothers? Uh, in the first one... You're talking about, like, the warps? Yeah, the warps, because you can so warp... One, two, and then you warp to four, and then from four, I think you warp up to seven. Yeah, it's, like, super quick if you if you do it that way, which is yeah. obviously really nice. Um, but this one, so there are, there's an item that you get, it's called the Whistle, which allows you to jump to the next world, which is not a bad item. There are strategic uses for it. There are certain worlds that are very frustrating, um, a little bit harder, and a lot of people will use them on specific ones to completely override it. Uh, overall, the game is, is a blast. The uh, Obviously, the object of the game is to beat each level, then you get to the castle. The castle levels are um, an auto-scroller, like you guys are talking Auto-scroller type. And then as you progress through the level, you get to a pipe, and you go down the pipe and you fight a boss. And the boss is pretty straightforward. Each one does a different thing. Some of them spin around the map and try and hit you. Other ones will cast at you, try and hit you with spells. And your entire objective is to bounce in their heads a couple times to knock them out. And then you move on to the next world. Um, the game is fantastic. I have such a higher appreciation for this game than I did previously. I don't, I don't know what it was. I guess it had just been – I hadn't played it in a long time. The music's great. I love the the transitions when you kill the boss uh, at the castle, and then you go to the next world, and you get the first introduction, the first ten seconds of the track, and it's great. It's it's just it's really fun. It makes you want to continue to play because you get to see different things. And by the way, fuck fuck the sun level where the sun chases you. I hate that level. Oh, scare, that guy and the the big fish scare the shit out of me even to this day. Like not as bad as Sonic the Hedgehog drowning, but still <laughs> just. Oh, I, the last time I played through three, I was like, "Oh God, I'm I can't, I'm not looking forward to that sun level at all." Oh my God, I hate it so much. And then I got to the stage, and it's basically hold right, hold the run button, and jump over a few things, and he'll never touch you. I was like, "Wait, that's it? It's that's the <laughs> thing that I was so afraid of as yeah. a kid." This is dumb. He, he is so angry looking, and then he spins in circles, and he's like faking you out. He's like, "Am I gonna come in? Nope. Am I gonna come in? Nope." Here yeah, I come. Exactly. It's like, "Oh shit!" And as a kid, like you don't understand how video games yeah. work at all, so you're just like, "Holy shit! Oh my god! Oh, he's spinning! I don't know when he's gonna come down. I can't <laughs> yeah, figure that yeah. out." Yep. Yeah, when you're a kid, like you can't think like, "Okay, if I just run, like you know, I'll ha- if I go as fast as I can, I'll be, I'll have, uh, like less." times that i need to dodge him because i'll finish the level faster you're just like oh shit i gotta dodge him so you like sit around and wait so you can jump yeah. at just the right time or there's this one section with the turtles on top of the blocks and so you'll like sit on the blocks you'll have a turtle shell ready and you're waiting for the sun to come down and then you throw the shell at him and you kill him and you're like yes everything's fine and then as soon it like it's timed perfectly so that if you start running towards the end of the stage at that point, he pops back up before the end of the stage at just the worst <laughs> possible opportunity. And you're like, oh, shit. What What's so funny about it is I didn't know you could kill him when I was a kid for a long time. And then I did it accidentally. I had the <laughs> shell in my hand and I turned around I was like, oh, he's going to get me. And I turned around the last second. Got him in the face. I'm like, nice! And then it spawned again. I'm like, what? Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. I always hated that he could respawn. I was like, that's cheating. Yeah. 
That's dumb. That cheating. I can't do that when I die. I have to start over. <laughs> but yeah, I'm really excited to beat this game. I, I've watched playthroughs during, you know, different uh, streams and stuff. I actually don't know if I've seen a lot of the final fight, though. I've seen most of the levels and stuff, but I don't think I've actually seen the final fight. So I'm really excited to see it for the first time. Because, like, you know, the first time I saw the, the ending, uh, the final boss of the second one, that is so cool. It was a really, really cool scene. The first one was all right. It was just Bowser and yada, yada, yada. But the Super Mario Bros. 2, that, that final room is really cool looking. So I'm excited. Awesome. Yep. Good times, good times. Uh, so you you're going to still... So you're gonna, yeah, I'm going to okay, beat it. Yes. I have to beat it. No way, I have to beat it. No question. <laughs> Uh, Blake, you want to go next? Um, I guess. <laughs> I, can go for you. <laughs> I mean, I, mean it's, I guess I can, you know, it's okay. Okay, alright. <sighs> oh, I'll go man. next, I'll go, ah, I'll go now. It's fine, I'll, I'll talk. Uh, I played, I played Second Densetsu <laughs> 3. I can leave if you want, Robert. If you're gonna be like, <laughs> like I haven't had dinner yet. I'm cool with just grabbing a bite and letting you. Dude, eat. I just made dinner. Oh, dude, you hadn't eaten. It's stir fry. Yeah, I'm not gonna I eat until like stir Saturday, boys. Why do you eat so late? Uh, because I was busy. I took a net. Dude, my sleep schedule is all messed up thanks to the power. Oh up. yeah, you 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 yeah, you don't wake up till like two o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> Oh, yeah, oh. you couldn't work, dude. That's insane. Yeah, Holy shit. That sucked. Well, I, oh, yeah. I just sat around. Like, there was nothing to do, so I ended up napping some, and my sleeping schedule's all messed up. I ended up passing out really early for me last night at around 3 a.m., and I took, like, a three- or four-hour nap, and then I woke up around 7 or 8 o'clock in the morning, and I was like, all right, I guess I'm awake now. And I just, uh, an hour before the podcast started, I woke up from like another three hour nap because I was so exhausted. What did you do for food? Oh, we went out. <laughs> we couldn't cook. Oh, anything. so some places had power to go eat at? Yeah, it was like all of the businesses were fine. Uh, we, okay. it was just the homes pretty much. I, all right, I shouldn't say all the businesses were fine, but for the most part, yeah. A few businesses uh, closed down for at least one of the days because that there was so much snow that no one was going out. It was too dangerous to go on the roads and shit. So one time, uh, there like the power was out at our house like a couple years ago. So we're like, okay, well, let's just go out somewhere to eat. I went to this Mexican restaurant that's kind of close, and uh, we're like, yeah, there's three of us. So the girl was like, oh, okay, and she like sat us down. And like they brought us like drinks and everything, like some chips and sauce and stuff. And like we looked at the menu, and uh, and somebody came up and we ordered, and they were like, "Oh, uh, we don't really have like any power. Like we're not making food." <laughs> like, what? Why did you let us in and serve Why us nachos and get us, us yeah. drinks? <laughs> yeah. Here, we'll, we'll let you pay for that soda, and that's all yeah. you get. Would you like some <laughs> uncooked bread? Just just a slice of bread. <laughs> It was pretty bizarre. Uncooked bread now. <laughs> we don't so have any way. butter either, so it's just the bread. Wow. That's... Anyway, <laughs> video games, right? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, so I'm all distracted now. So I actually played two games. Oh. Got, I, I guess I'll just get him out of the way the here. Overachiever. I know. I know. I'm the best. You're all welcome for this. Uh, first game I played was Second Densetsu 3. 
a.k.a. <laughs> Secret of Mana 2. Uh, for those that don't know, Seiken Densetsu 3 has never had a U.S. release, but it is Secret of Mana 2 because Secret of Mana in Japan is called Seiken Densetsu 2. Uh, Seiken Densetsu 1 uh, was also actually released in the U.S., and it was known over here as Final Fantasy Adventure on the Game Boy. But we never got the third installment of the series. Uh, for the reasons for that, I have no idea. Frankly, this game is better in almost every single way over Secret of Mana. Uh, if you were here for the last podcast where I talked about Secret of Mana and some of its shortcomings, I, I guess uh, to summarize, I would say that it's like... Uh, it's either the game wants you to be really, really grind-heavy, or you can just kind of exploit the game mechanics and spam spells at your enemies. This game sort of gets around that by making it so that whenever an enemy is hit by a spell or an ally, or there's all these, they, they make a lot of little tweaks that don't totally fi- fix the system, but it helps at least. And one of the first tweets that tweet, tweaks that they make is that as soon as a spell goes off, it cuts away to this little animation. Uh, and it like pauses the rest of the gameplay. So. You can't be, like, having the same character queuing up a spell over and over and over on this target. The other way that they get around this is by having it so that as soon as uh, an enemy gets targeted by a spell and they start getting, uh, like, affected by it. Once the game says, okay, we're going to hit them with a spell very soon, uh, there's this uh, text box that pops up. And while that text box is up... You can't even access your spell menu. You can't even access any of your menu at that point, which is really, really, really frustrating. Because a lot of the time, all I want to do is like go and queue up a heal spell or something so that we're not dying. But the game doesn't let you do that, and it pisses me off. And then as soon as that text box pops up, the target being hit by the spell also becomes untargetable for a minute. So there's all sorts of ways that they go about by to fix this little issue. Uh, the game does play very, very, very similar to how Secret of Mana played. The That's one of the more uh, annoying tweaks that is the good and a bad to it. The other thing that is a complete positive game is that instead of Secret of Mana's system where you have to hold down your attack button to charge up an attack and then to get it up to your max level charge, it takes like... A, 30 seconds of just sitting there holding the attack button. It's ridiculous. Uh, in Sagan Densetsu <laughs> 3, they make it so that every time you hit with an attack, it fills up a little charge bar. And when this charge bar gets filled, that's when, uh, like, there are different tiers of it. And I'll talk about the tiers more in a second. But there, are, uh, at the end of the game, you'll have three tiers to this thing. Uh, to start off, you have four bars. And once you hit an enemy four times and that's filled up, you can then unleash a charged up attack. And each character has different <laughs> charged up attacks. There are six different characters in the game. And then each character has different classes that they can become. In the original Secret of Mana, Instead of having different characters, they've just got the same three characters. They play the exact same way every time. A much more traditional JRPG kind of style. Uh, the girl in that game was your buffer, your cleric, who could buff, heal, didn't really have a lot of attack spells. Uh, and then there was the sprite, who has, who's essentially your wizard, your mage, who throws spells at everything possible. And then there's the boy, who is your primary 
attacker, and he doesn't get any spells. In this game, instead of having that, every character is extremely unique. There are six different characters. You have a one character who they all sort of still fall into kind of archetypes, but the archetypes are much more developed and much more interesting. So there's a mage type character who gets all sorts of different nuking classes that she can become. Uh, there is the melee warrior fighter type character who ha- can get uh, two-handed weapons or he can go a route where he gets to use a shield. Uh, but the shield doesn't actually work in the game. None of the benefits that it provides actually do anything for the character. It's kind of dumb, and that it's it's a glitch. It's not supposed to be like that, and that really sucks that it is. It doesn't do anything. Yeah, nothing at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to give you evasion. The evasion stat in the game doesn't work. So it, it technically you do get evasion from it, but since okay. evasion doesn't work, it doesn't matter. Uh, and then the other thing is that there are elemental shields, which make you take reduced damage from some elemental attacks, and that effect doesn't work either. So, good autumn for that, I guess. Uh, and then there is a monk character who goes around punching things. He's also a werewolf, uh, and he can become... He's got, like... Uh, there's. We'll talk, I'll talk about more about the classes in a minute. Uh, and then there is a thief character who has knives, and he goes around and he slices crap up. And then there is the cleric character who can become a strong healer or... Or you can develop her so that she focuses more on like debuffing your enemies, and that's how she supports the team. Uh, and then there is a lancer character who gets the buffs, or like it. Those two kind of have a weird overlap in the way that they work. The cleric and the lancer. The lancer is kind of a jack of all trades sort of character who can get a bunch of stat buffs for the whole party or a bunch of stat downs for the enemy. And then the cleric has one class where she gets a spell that debuffs every stat on an enemy at once, which is pretty pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I like stuff like that. Yeah. And then there is, what's the last character? Um, Oh no, actually that was everybody. So the way that the class system works is that there is a light and a dark tree for each character. Uh, it doesn't like there's no role playing element to it like, oh, I'm a dark class, so now I'm evil or anything like that. It's just different ways to develop your characters and kind of put together a party that's going to work really effectively and really fun. Uh, and so each class, has, each character has a light and a dark class. And then from there, the light and the dark class branch off one more time each. And the light class p- can become a light light class. Or a light dark class, and the dark class can become a dark light class or a dark dark class. So at the end, there are four final jobs for every character. And as you advance in these jobs, you unlock new abilities depending on which job it is. Uh, like I said, some characters get like multi target nukes, or they'll get really strong single target nukes, or they'll learn uh, how to buff everybody's weapons with a different elemental blade, or get extra super strong buffs for elemental blades or they'll get uh stat spells or they can get a bunch of heals a lot of the old jrpg classic kind of stuff you know uh and in addition to that the weapon charge system that i was talking about earlier gets some more work here and it allows you to uh, as you advance your jobs you unlock more tiers to charging your weapon at the beginning of the game you've only got four bars to fill up Later on, as you get new weapons, or excuse me, new classes, that weapon bar 
uh, lets you fill up to, I think it goes from four to seven and then from seven to 11. And then, uh, what these are brand new attacks are completely different for the cl- characters for these new classes. So the first tier is not bad. You can use it. It does some damage. Uh, for some characters, it's much stronger than others. Uh, some characters, as they advance into new classes, most of them will get that cinematic effect. It's kind of like what I was talking about with spells, where it will make it so that like the whole screen pauses while this attack happens. Uh, and then for these attacks, for the Tier 2 and Tier 3 weapon charge attacks, you can have things that do just damage to a single target, or characters can learn something that will affect every enemy on the screen, which is pretty this cool. This sounds way, way better than the first one. It really, really so is. So, is it even worth it to play the first one? Like, do you, if somebody says, do you want to play a second Indensu, do you, are, do you tell them, like, yeah, play the first one, hate yourself, and then play the second one? <laughs> it's not a terrible game. A lot of people are going to love Secret of Mana for this nostalgia factor. Gotcha. But overall, I don't, like, I think the biggest thing is that we didn't know about second Densetsu 3. It just never came over here, and there was yeah. basically no talk about it. It just disappeared. Secret of Mana itself was already kind of a niche game, and so to have a sequel to a niche game that isn't even released, like, no one's going to know that it exists. Uh, but I 100% recommend playing it over Secret of Mana myself. It's a much better experience overall. I'm a huge fan of the class system. I love class systems and games. I think that this one does it really interestingly. Even if, yeah, there are some classes that are definitely, like, there's some uh, class trees where it's like, there's no good reason to go down this tree instead of this one. This character is much better over here. But it's, even if you do go down those other routes, it's still totally playable as well. Uh, my playthrough of the game that I did on stream, I didn't have a, real healer class on the team. And I was able to get by by using healing items instead, for the most part. Uh, there's one healing item in the game that actually scales off of your piety stat, and also you can use it to heal everyone at once, or you can do a single target with it. So there are ways to, like, you can do a design for any team that you want, basically, and still get through the game, no problem. Uh, I don't even remember any really bad points in this one. Uh, I'm trying to recall. It's all right. So I guess one of the big things that bothers me about the game is that there's this awesome class system. that's super fun and interesting and you don't get to take as much advantage of it as I would really like. Overall, I'd say that my playthrough was around uh, 20 hours, give or take. Really? Did you beat it? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, I definitely okay. did. <laughs> and that seems pretty that, short. I'm... It's decently short. If for a first time, it'll probably take a little bit longer. Okay. Is how long again? Uh, yeah, about hours. twenty hours. That's about Secret of Evermore playthrough, I think. Kind of short. Yeah, yeah. Oh, is it? That's about twenty. It's pretty short if you actually play. If you do all the side shit and stuff. It's yeah. Longer, but yeah. And so the thing is, like, you st- you play as your starter classes for way longer than you should. The starter classes are very, very boring. Uh, quite a few characters have nothing more interesting to do than just spam attack at enemies during this time. And that really sucks, because once you get to the advanced classes, that's when things get interesting. That's when you get all these cool abilities, all this uh, interesting kind of gameplay and shit. But they don't give you that opportunity. Instead, you're stuck as the main starting classes for probably two, maybe even three hours longer than you really should be. And then you're stuck as the 
first tier of upgraded characters for way longer than you should be. You only get to play the like final dungeon or two as the final tier of classes. And that's frustrating as fuck. Uh, that's pretty, can, yeah, that's, that doesn't even, sound very cool. At the end. And it's not like there's a lot of bonus content. There's essentially no bonus content to do in the game. So it's not like huh. you can get these final classes and then be like, well, all right, here we go. I'm, now I'm going to grind out some levels and some gear and all of this <laughs> and get ready for this side dungeon. It's just, okay, I've got my final classes. Let's go through the last dungeon. The end. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, aside from that, really good game. The music isn't, uh, the music is pretty hit or miss. It's not as consistent as Secret of Mana was. Secret of Mana's soundtrack is front to back, I'd say, a very solid experience. Secret of Mana, or, uh, Sega Densetsu 3 does not pull that off. There are multiple times where a song is just atmospheric noise. Like it's just wind in a tunnel. That's all it is in some areas. I'm not even exaggerating that. And, uh, that happens more than once, which is a big problem I have with it. But a lot of the tracks that it does have, are really good. Uh, the town of the boss themes are fantastic. Like I totally recommend looking up just about every boss theme in the game. Um, uh, if you want to get some good taste of the music, look up a lot of the fight against the God, uh, uh, music against the, in the God beast fights. I totally recommend. Uh, what else? The story for the game, eh, whatever. It doesn't matter. It's a mana game. <laughs> Essentially, the story is, oh no, people are trying to use the power of mana to destroy and take over the world. Uh, what's uh, actually kind of cool is that there are six characters in the game. Each character has their own individual starting story, their own prologue, and then everybody moves into a sequence where it's uh, the same for everybody. And then for the around-the-middle section... When the god beasts all get unleashed, that's when it kind of sort of takes its own route, depending on which characters you are. Every character is paired up with another character for the middle and ending sequence storytelling. So uh, the warrior and the mage are paired up together, the monk and the priest together, etc. So these guys all have the same end boss fights. They toss aside their differences. Well, come together, learn about. So. <laughs> they're all, in, in the beginning, for everybody's prologue, they're kind of being antagonized by the same set of people. Like, these two people are being antagonized by the same person, or same group of people. These two people are being antagonized by the same group, et cetera, et cetera. And then they and learn to toss aside their differences. Shut up. Come sex. together and ex- Everybody bang. Yeah, that's goal. Giant Everybody <laughs> Uh, so you get to this middle sequence, and everybody's like, oh, okay. Well, now these guys, uh, depending on which character you are, their, their villains, their antagonists, are the ones that have now taken over power. And they've got the Sword of Mana, and they're going to use it to take over the world and become the strongest things ever. That's the, quote, story. Uh, and then at the end game, everybody goes off and fights their own individual final boss. And it's pretty cool in that regard. Oh, that is kind of neat. Essentially, the story is just like every character has their own kind of thing where it's like, oh, no, these guys were dicks and they turned off my stuff and now my town is ruined. Dumb crap like that. Little things. Okay. Uh, the story is not that important. <laughs> Go play this game for the class system, for the 
overall improved gameplay from Secret of Mana, it does still have some unfortunate, uh, I don't even want to say quirks, some issues. It has some major issues still. The silly shit like not being able to access my menu during a fight because a boss is in the middle of casting a spell. And all that I'm doing is sitting there mashing on the menu button like... Someone's about to die on my team, and I don't want that to happen. So I'm sitting there trying to open the menu, and I can't do it, and I can't do it, and I can't do it. And sometimes you can't be exactly sure why that's not working. It just doesn't make sense. There will be like five little menus at the top popping up over and over and over of shit that happened, stats that went up and down and all this. And it's just like, I just I just don't want to die. Please don't make me game over because <laughs> let me open the damn menu. This is ridiculous. Uh, I totally recommend this game. If you like Secret of Mana for any like any of the gameplay aspects, this is a must-play for you. If you like class-based video games, uh, this is probably a must-play video game for you as well. Go out and uh, – this is, again, was never released in America, still hasn't been to this day. So you'll have to download a ROM of it and get a patch for it. Uh, the English patch, uh, which was developed back around 99, actually – or even a little bit sooner, maybe? Maybe around 98 or 99. The fans made an English patch of the game, so you can play it in English, and I totally, totally recommend it. The next game I played through, we've talked about a few times on this podcast already. It's Secret of Evermore. Oh, you <laughs> did play Secret of Evermore? Yeah, yeah I got through Secret I was of wondering. Evermore. I was thinking about it. I'm like, eh, maybe that's what he did play. <laughs> it's a fun fucking game. It, it, like, didn't, so this is like the fourth time in a row we've got this game on the podcast. I think so, yeah. It's a little ridiculous. And it, what's funny is that I didn't enjoy the game this time around as much as I'd hoped. Too easy? Um, yeah. Not just too easy. Like, it's the game. Uh, the difficulty is all over the place sometimes. There are some spots that are way harder than they have any business to be, and then there are some spots where it's just like, that's it? That's the whole fight? Uh, for example, all right, the second boss in the game, since we've talked about this so many times, I don't want to spend too much time on it. Yeah, I no, want I agree. To talk about my personal experience some. Uh, for example, the second boss you fight, the salad Salabolg, or as I called him, the salad bowl, that you fight in the swamp. The oh, snake. yeah, he's fucking annoying, dude. He's anno- yeah, he's not a particularly yeah. difficult fight. It's just that he's... It's just ha- tedious. Yeah. Super tedious. You can't hit him that often. You'll hit him once, and then he sinks back under the swamp. And he has more HP than the final boss of the first chapter. He has uh... 2,000 HP, while the final boss of the chapter, the magma rock guy, only has 1,000 HP. You, you know what the worst part about the boss, too, is, like, you, you have your spear at that point. You more than likely grind it to level 2 spear so you can chuck it. And yeah. then you, you fucking are charging your spear, and one of those stupid spirits hits you, interrupts your charge. Oh, interrupts your charge. Happens right, I'm getting mad. <laughs> <laughs> I need to go AFK. I can't. The game's a little oversaturated with spells. It's really cool. It's probably really cool on a casual playthrough when you're younger because it's, like, you're guaranteed to find at least a couple of really cool spells. Almost 100%. Some of them are hidden in such a way that it makes me yeah. want to the developers, though, as well. There's this one spell called uh, One Up, which I oh, guess towards yeah. HP for both of you. And it's in this one off the main route path in one of the mazes in Act 3. And it's like you have to – this oh, maze is huge. This is one of the other big problems with the game. And I'll talk about that in a second. 
but it, some of the spells are way too hidden. It makes no sense. Sorry, I'm watching somebody on right now, and I'm also getting distracted by that. Okay, there. He finally figured it out. Uh, oh, man. Some of the spells, yeah, just annoying to get. And there's a lot of useless ones. That was the other thing that was really annoying. Yeah. It's like, you it's might have, like, 20, yeah, and just most of them are just dead. Because of a very a variety of reasons. So the way that the spells work in this game is you use ingredients. Uh, so you have to buy these ingredients to be able to cast the spells. When you run we'll out of the them. ingredients, you can't cast them anymore. Or, yeah, you can find them as well. Some spells, the problem is, they require too many ingredients. Yeah. They'll require two of an ingredient that you can't easily acquire right then. So you'll just find, keep going along, mm-hmm. and you'll find a different spell, and you'll start using that and level it up. And then once you have the opportunity to stock up on the ingredient for that other spell that needed, like, two or three pieces of water, you, there's no reason to cast pieces it. Pieces of water? Well, it's... Yeah, or, yeah it's... Yeah. Call it. I believe you. It's just, it's just funny. And it's, it's just stuff like that that ends up getting super, super annoying. Um, you should so play Day of the Tentacle. I love one in Prehistoria. Prehistoria is great. Um, there's, I don't think there are any really major issues with the first act of the game. The second act, I thought I didn't like very much, and it's an okay act after replaying it. Is that uh, the one where you land on the shore? Um, yes, three? that's okay. it when you're in Egypt, essentially. Yeah. And the beginning the, of that one. This one really is that you can get lost a few times on not yeah. knowing you're supposed to go on all this, but that's not too bad. The only real issue with Act 2 is that there's this desert area. Oh. There's a giant expanse of desert that you have to walk over a few times. Like, you have to How walk- many minutes do you think it is? Like, just if you just ran straight up, not getting hit by anything? Um, no, it's not that bad. It just feels that bad. I think it's around it feels worse. three to five minutes. Ugh. And that's if you don't get hit, which you're constantly getting hit. And you're constantly getting stopped by fucking tumbleweeds. Yeah, all that silly stuff. Yeah, stuff like that. It's a really annoying area. But it doesn't, it didn't totally ruin my experience of playing through Act 2. Act 3 is the worst act in the game, bar none. It is unbelievably bad. That's when you're in like a medieval times. Oh, uh, I love that one. That's where you fight the rat. What's his name? That fucking rat. rat. That guy's the hardest boss in the game, hands down. I think so, yeah. Because yeah, you can't physical attacks, and he's just up there spamming you. And with your stuff. dog does nothing. What's his name? Yeah. Um, I can't. The Rat King or something like that. Uh, you know, he has a very unique name. Not a unique name, but Rat King. Uh, Splinter. Kill yourself. No, Secret of Evermore. Anyway, you figure that out. Uh, he, yeah, that rat boss sucks. The reason Terminator. That, oh yeah, there we go. The reason that act sucks is because you have to deal with like four different awful, pointless worthless, trashy, boring mazes back to back to back. The first one, the, the first one, there's not even any combat to alleviate the problem. You play as the dog, and you're wandering through a ventilation system. It blows. I was surprised that you didn't talk about this at all during, uh, when you were talking about the game, Jay. I like the mood of that act. It really, like, it's not mo- super long. I don't know. Well, I, I don't mind it. Mazes. The mazes are awful. So you do yeah, the little dog, and then after that, uh, you get out of there, and then you go through, uh, it's not right away, but you do the chessboard. Yeah. The chessboard. That area is not so bad. Um, there's a few times when you're in like a sewer system that you have to navigate. Oh, God, that place is awful. 
Yeah, that mm-hmm. place is extremely annoying. And then after the sewer system, you go through the dark forest, which is a huge nightmare. nightmare yeah, fuel. I've gotten it's, stuck through that place so many times. It is awful. I couldn't believe how big this place was and how many just dead ends and loop-de-loops and bullshit there was for this. I looked up um, images on Google to get through these places. Especially because for I was doing retro achievements with this, and there was a spell hidden in here. This is the one-up spell that I was talking about earlier, mm-hmm. where you have to go on a specific route from the beginning that takes you nowhere close to where you're actually supposed to go to make it through the maze just to find this spell. And it's, it's this, like a holocaust. Yeah, I remember it's awesome. pretty fucking hard to find. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So then you finish up the forest after losing your mind and a whole day of your life in there if you don't have a guide for it. Uh, and then after that, you have to go through another sewer system in a castle that's the mirror of the castle you just came through the uh, sewer system for at the other place. It's insane. Uh, and I think that's the last maze of the chapter. I feel like I'm forgetting yeah. one, but maybe not. Um, so all of that sucks. Act 3 was terrible for that reason alone. I can't stand it. Uh, and then the final act, Act 4, which is like half of the other acts, there's almost nothing to it. It's very short. It's just there. It's like you go up to space, and then you get get some stuff, and then you go fight the final boss. I'd say it's probably half- space. Yeah, um, it's in space. space. What do you have instead? Your dog becomes oh, awesome, sir, and he gains the benefit of every other dog. So as it turns out, each era of dog, each era, oh, your yeah. is form, and he gets different benefits depending on which area you're in in the first era in prehistoria when he's like a wolf dog he gets an attack bonus in the second era the egyptian era he gets an evasion and hit bonus in the third era i think he gets a defensive bonus and then in act four he gets the benefit of all of the other dogs he is so strong in the final act not only because yeah it's ridiculous but because his attack becomes a multi-shot thing uh, if he charges up to at least tier one of his attack, he shoots multiple shots instead of just hitting once. So he can gain a bunch of damage off of that. He can hit two or three times, which lets him break the damage cap on a single attack. A single attack at max in that game can do 999 damage. But with this, he can do two hits of 999 damage or three hits if you get really lucky. And he's just so insanely overpowered there. Yeah, but it's ridiculous. He can that. The last boss is still one of the most ridiculous fights I have ever had to deal with in a game. I couldn't believe how hard this last boss fight was. So what happens is that the last fight starts off with him summoning a bunch of, uh, like, he summons a few uh, dinosaurs. Yeah. He summons yeah. dinosaurs? Yeah. yeah, he summons dinosaurs. It, that's amazing. <laughs> I can't tell if you're being genuine or not. I'm being genuine. Okay. Have you not seen the final boss? It's really cool. I've never played the game. Oh, I thought you had played it. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, that's the problem. So we're going to talk about it again some other time when he plays it. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Uh, So he starts summoning dinosaurs. You kill these dinosaurs, and then a cleaning robot comes out. And when this cleaning (laughs) robot comes out, if you're dumb, you end up killing it because you don't know any better. And when you kill it, it summons up these death spiders, which are the hardest enemies in the game. They have, like, 2,000 HP. 
they hit for 600 or so, or uh, they have like a 600 attack, I guess, I think is what it was. And they hit for about, uh, they were two-shotting me, no problem. They were hitting for like 200 damage or something, a swing. It was insane. And so every time you kill one of these cleaning robots, because they come out in phases, uh, the bot, the main boss keeps summoning more stuff. Cleaning robots come out and clean up the dust that those things that he summoned left behind. And then if you kill those robots, he keeps summoning more death spiders. So with every new wave, you are summoning, like if you kill one cleaning robot, you will also have one death spider summoned with every wave after that if you kill a second cleaning robot there are then two death spiders with every wave that you have to deal with in addition to the other enemies that are being summoned right then it gets fucking brutal i ended up completing the fight with two <laughs> death spiders coming at me with every wave it t the fight took me around 40 minutes that's insane it really really insane. was uh it's i want to hear more about this dinosaur well there's not <laughs> Say they're raptors and they leap at you and you kill them. At the end. They're from. They're like one ones from the early on, the very beginning. Yeah. He summons things based on the different eras. He later on he summons like these spinning eyes of Ra. They're these just Egyptian orbs. It's kind of like it, like pull stuff from each world is kind of. Like, you should have just stuck with like, the dinosaurs. Shut up. Right uh, so you get through all this. He summons like a mini boss, which is actually a boss in difficulty, and he's really frustrating. And you kill him eventually. He has an ability where he can heal himself. And oh my god, was that not fun? Uh, what else? After that, uh, you finally get to the final boss. And he is a pain in the dick as well. It's not like this gets easier all of a sudden. Like, oh, we're finally fighting him. This is gonna be fine. No, he keeps being a dick. He like will cause explosions around him that can instantly kill you. They will like combo you to death. If you get caught in them. And luckily, I only almost died to that. Only almost. Uh, and then it, he just slides from one side of the room to the other. And he, like, sits on a minigun and just fires oh, yeah. shots at you. And he, like, he reams you hard. He hits hard. The guy is no fun as a last boss. Overall, I wasn't... I still like Secret of Evermore, but it had a few. Like, the last boss in Act 3 really, really hurt the game for me, which I didn't expect to happen. That That's made me Terminator? Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, he's a big Yeah, and him too. Oh, God. I almost came over to that fight, which would have sucked, because it had been 15 minutes, maybe more, since I'd last. He, oh, he was my heart. He was the hardest boss for me when I was a kid. Like, I, I used to have to, like, strategize how to kill him. But the worst part is that he comes at a point where you're just, like, wandering around in the castle after going... Yeah. Sore, and you're just like, oh man, there's got to be a save point around here before anything bad happens, right? There's no save point. You just walk into the wrong room and you start fighting him, and he hurts. And he, he spams fucking acid rain on your dome. Or he was two shotting me, so you could. There's a chance that you might be a higher level, but the level that I was at, if he hit me with two spells without me healing in between them, there was a good chance that I would die. It was tough, man. It was insane. I remember that. So yeah, Secret of Evermore, Sagan Densetsu three. So which one do you like better? Uh, um, I, would, I, I think Sagan the first game. Yeah, okay. he made that game sound amazing. Actually, I would gladly probably play through that game again, as in spite of its flaws. 
in spite of like right. the difficulty in getting into your menu to heal yourself and shit like that. Just the variety of ways, like different classes and characters that you can have all, and all that makes the game really interesting. I'm actually surprised that I haven't played through it in uh, <laughs> over a decade, I would say. That's crazy. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right, enough of me talking. It's been like 40 minutes of that now. Robert, what the fuck? <laughs> no, no, please, don't, don't. Just keep going. Take your time. Please. So, Jay played a Mario game. Blake played an RP- or two RPGs. Can you see where I'm going with this? No. I combined the two. Super Mario RPG. Super Mario RPG. Oh, man, that's so RPG. Uh, So, Super Mario RPG... <laughs> You, uh, I mean, the, the name of the game describes exactly what it is. You start the game, and the game, like, pretty much basically starts off with you in Bowser's castle saving him, or saving, <laughs> saving the princess, Princess Toadstool, from Bowser. And you save, you, you beat Bowser in a battle, and then all of a sudden this giant sword comes crashing down. And it smashes right into Bowser's castle and throws everybody all over the place. That's uh, a great game. Holy shit. And you have to uh, go destroy the sword and the guy who's like, uh, who like controls the sword. Because when the sword came down to Earth, I guess, to smash Bowser's castle, it also broke through the Star Road which was made of seven stars, uh, and it threw the stars all over the place. And now since there's, now since all the stars are gone, nobody's dreams can come true anymore. So that's, that's, that's actually the story. So. That's a pretty fun story for a Mario game too. I gotta yeah, say. no, it's, yeah, I agree. It's, and, uh, Robert, you, so, you didn't describe the mustache on the sword. Can you please stop and describe the mustache on the sword? I don't remember the mustache. Is that oh, a does, mustache? Oh, does he not have a mustache? I don't think the sword's got a mustache, dude. No, oh, he's I'm just sorry. got a weird jaw. That he oh, my bad. Up, Why like, do I have this? Gates of hell. I'm having a giant mustache. All right, there we go. <laughs> you might be thinking mustache. of Smithy, not the sword. Yeah, or maybe you're just thinking of Mario's mustache. No. All right, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, so you've got to go, uh, you've got to find all the seven stars, um, so that people's dreams can come true once again. That's the goal of the game. Uh, as you go around, you, so, so the game is really, uh, really funny. Like, it's got a really humorous plot. Like, it, it definitely does not, like, present this as, like, a serious story. It's like, alright, here's just, like, here's what the story is, whatever. Now let's do like some silly stuff with it. You eventually, I don't think this is a spoiler. You eventually get Bowser in your party because Whoa, he's, uh, cause he's trying to obviously, he wants to get his, his, uh, his castle back obviously as well. So like he kind of teams up with you to help you do that. So you, so y'all can get the seven stars, get rid of the sword, get rid of Smithy who's controlling the sword. And, uh, so, like, that alone is kind of funny, just, like, having Mario and Bowser, like, fight side by side. Yeah. It's, uh, it's also really funny, like, when they go around and, uh, like, whenever you're in a conversation with somebody, whenever, like, Mario has to tell somebody a story, he doesn't ever talk. It's, like, the classic kind of protagonist. Yeah, that's talk. He, he, uh, like, will just, like, do, he'll, like, act out the story. 
And so he'll like tell people what happened by like like running like if he has if he fell off something then he like jumps up in the air and like runs and then like falls down. Or and like sometimes he just straight up turns into other characters to show like this person did this and this person did that. And it comes across like the humor is really like I really dug the humor in this game. There's one point where you like it's when you first meet Bowser. You don't get Bowser right off the bat. You get him like probably a third into the game is when you come across Bowser and he joins your party. And of course, like they play it like Bowser thinks like he's he's in control the whole time and like he's commanding you. But really, he's just kind of like going along for the ride to, so so y'all can uh, get everybody out of his castle. But when you first encounter him, after you beat him in that like very first kind of like basically like a prologue, he's like in the woods, kind of just like talking to himself or something like that. And then you walk in, you walk up, and you're not expecting to see him there. It's like you get to this one part of the game, and all of a sudden Bowser's there, like doing something. And then like Bowser's like. <gasps> Oh no, Mario's here. Alright, get your, get yourself together, Bowser. Like, you act, like that's, that's <laughs> actual dialogue. And he's like, and then he turns around and he goes, Hey Mario, what's going on? And then he turns back around and he's like, No, you idiot, that's not the right thing to say. <laughs> and like, and anytime he gets sad, these huge, like, teardrops start hanging from his eyes. It's, uh, it's really funny. So, the, so throughout the game, you get, uh, I guess five characters, is it? You get, uh, Mario, Bowser, Peach, Geno, and uh, Mallow. That's all of them, right? Yeah, that's that's all of them. So there's there's five characters. You have three in, in yeah. your party at any at any given time. Mallow is so I'll start with Geno. Geno is like a he's he's like one of the little wizards that's in Super Mario where they where they shoot like blocks and stuff and they turn into uh, Koopa Troopas, don't they? Like in in the Super Mario. Right? That's what they turn into? When the wizards shoot things? Um, the wizards turn things into different things. Oh, they turn things into different things, okay. Yeah, so, they, like they'll just, like they'll hit a block and the block will become a, I think, if I'm remembering, this is how it works in Mario Maker, but I believe in Super Mario World, like the Magic Koopas would shoot a block and it would become a Koopa Troopa or it would become a fish or Okay, I thought it was always Koopa Troopas, but that... Okay. It, it might, you might be right. I don't know. Uh, Mario Maker might be clouding my memory to it. Well, so anyway, he's one of those guys. Um, Mallow is a new character that hasn't been in any... They don't have, like, that type of character in any other Mario games, or at least they may, they might have him in other of the, like, Paper Mario games. I'm not sure. I haven't played any of those. But not in any of the usual, like, Mario, like, mythology. He's basically, like... Is he supposed to be a cloud or a marshmallow? Yeah. Do you know? Um, I'm going to say cloud because of what happens later in the game. Yeah, that's what I'm that. thinking. But I thought Mallow, because of his name and because he also looks well, like Well, I mean, because he was he, what he looks like, not because of what he is, necessarily. Well, anyway, it, so he thinks... Both, yeah. So he's basically a cloud, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll say. But he thinks he's a tadpole. And so, like... Eventually, you find out, like, his backstory and where he came from and all that. But just little things like that. Like, the game is actually really funny. Like, I really yeah. like the humor all the way through. Like, it's always, well, it's always, like, childish, but also, like, not, like, just, like, I, I guess childish is the wrong word. Like, it, it, I, feel, I feel like it has a broad appeal. Like, lighthearted. Yeah, lighthearted. It's, it's, like, I feel like it's equally humorous, like, regardless of your age. They did a really good job with the humor. Uh, There's one part... Where 
this is the reason I hesitated for a split second to say uh, childish, because there is one part where you can discover a secret object in the princess's room. You go to her room, like in her castle, shortly after uh, she first gets lost at the beginning of the game. And uh, I, I, I don't know, like, I honestly don't know how I found this. It was basically pure luck. I was like walking around, like pressing X up against walls. Like, I wonder if there's anything hidden in here, literally. And there actually happened to be something. If you go up to like, I think it's near the fireplace in her bedroom. I think it's uh, next to her chair that's next to the fireplace. Okay. In her bedroom, then you get a an object or an item that's just called toadstools. And it's got three questions. Or it's I just that's read they, about this. Holy shit. Yeah, that's what that's what they call they call the princess, they just call her Toadstool in this game. That that had me confused for a little while. But it's Toadstools question mark, question mark, question mark. Which you find in her bedroom, hidden under a chair or whatever. And then you're like, wait a minute, what is this supposed to be? And then like her grandmother I guess, or it's her mom or her grandmother's in the room, and they're like, Hey, wait, wait, no, 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 give me that, give me that. Here, just take take this money. Don't like don't worry about what that is. No, I think it's supposed uh, to be her, like, just the caretaker, because she's a princess, so oh, she's it? got servants. So it's just like a maid? Yeah. Okay, okay. And I was like, is this like, is this what I think, is this what I think it is? And yes. so I was looking into it, and in Japan, it's called Toadstool's XXX. So, I guess that pretty much gives it away. I mean, like, what, like, what else would it be, right? So, that was – I got a pretty good kick out of that as well. Oh, yeah. Um, the graphics are – I got to say, I didn't I, – I think the graphics were good for their time. I don't really like the graphics. Huh. I not, think they're still good, but they're a little grainy. They're grainy, and I don't really like the style. Like, I like the classic Super Nintendo style of graphics. Like, when you think of a Super Nintendo game – uh, like that kind of graphics, like Super Mario World is like the prime example, for instance. Super Mario World, uh, Legend of Zelda, Link to the Past, like, uh, Chrono Trigger, stuff like that. This is more kind of 3D-ish, and the characters to me look like they're made out of clay. Like the shadowing on them, I think maybe is, is where I get that feeling, like, the mo- like the closest thing I can compare this to honestly is Clay Fighter. Like that's what I thought of the second I, th- I saw huh, the game. That's funny. When I first started playing, I was like, "This is like Clay Fighter." Like if you look at the box of the game, like that's pretty much kind of what they look like in the game. And in the, on, on the box, on the cover art, they really look like they're made out of clay. Like they might actually be. Uh, I didn't really like it. I didn't think it really looked that great. I, I, I understand that. For the time when this came out, that was probably a pretty good advancement in graphics, uh, technically speaking. But I don't really, I just don't like the way it looks. That might just be just me. What, what do you guys think about the way it looks? Do you like it or dislike? Is this just a I like it. thing? You like it? Okay. Yeah. I, I haven't mind. I don't. I don't mind it. But now that you mention it, like, I can see where you come with that. Yeah, I understand where you're coming from. I just, I yeah. nothing about it bothers me really. It's okay. a little grainy it's a little muddy sometimes but for the most part i think it works very well there were a handful of ba- of enemies that i could not tell what the hell they were supposed to be and that might have just been due to like the design of the enemies like some of them are pretty weird and crazy but uh but yeah so graphics i guess that's kind of up to your to your tastes i didn't care for them the 
um, make sure I'm not leaving anything out here. So I guess I'll get to the battle system. I did not. This is where the game lost me. Was the battle system? Really, I love that battle system. Oh, I could not stand the battle system. Wow. Like, what's wrong? I started with you? playing this game and I was like, did your parents not love you? I was like, I don't love you. <laughs> wow, I I'm like, actually really surprised. I thought this would so, be the one thing that you that you would kind of talk because about. Because you use the same attack 99% of the time, regardless of who you're fighting. Yeah, welcome to RPGs, honestly. <laughs> yeah, but Not this really. Game, the mean, thing is, like, the, yes, really, for the most part. Like, uh, the thing is with this game, it kind of alleviates that. Actually, and it's depending if you play it smart. Or even just with thinking a little bit, you don't even have to worry about that. You can spam your spells a lot of the time, thanks to uh, the flower tabs and flower jars and all that, filling your flower points all the way back up. Uh, yeah, but I mean, you, you, don't, you don't get that many flower tabs. Yeah, you do. <laughs> you really do. I played through the game recently, uh, back in December, and I... I had too many flower tabs and flower jars and stuff. I just had What did you finish off with your max? What was your max? Um, I don't remember. I think in the 40s. See, mine was two. Maybe I just, I don't know. See, I just did the same thing. I saved them and used that for whenever I needed to refill. Yeah. But I didn't, but I guess then again, I didn't ever like use, like I felt, cause like Mario, there's no reason to use his special powers. Like they're pretty much the same as his regular attack. Uh, same with Bowser. I mean, you can one-shot much more easily by using his special stuff, though. It's not, it, there's a few times where it's important. Not to mention that the other thing that this game does, that uh, the main thing I wanted to talk about is the timed hits help it to keep battles fresh. Like, you're still, there's still an active thing aside from just, oh, I'm just mashing attack to get through here. Like, you get to pay a little bit of attention, and you get this little reward of, hey, look, I got this bonus damage on this attack. Like, I would have rather... Him just, like, done the same amount of damage every time, you not even have to worry about that. That's because of Scrub. Why would you I got bored, it? like... Huh? Like, that's, like, the whole idea behind, like, the, the combat system. Yeah, I understand that, and I didn't... I, like, I know, that's what I'm saying, like, oh, that's just surprising. Okay. I didn't... Like, I... I the combat for me, every time Mario would hit with his hammer or the shell or, whatever, or his fist or huh? whatever weapon he had... Bowser would do the same thing, and then most of the game I had Mallow as the third guy, and then like like half the time I would do a spell, and half the time I would attack with him. That was the same thing. It doesn't matter who I'm fighting. It doesn't matter what I'm fighting. It doesn't... If I'm fighting a lot of enemies, I would be more apt to use spells, especially That's Mallow's, because he has the ones that can do, like, that can attack everybody. Well, and then the but thing like, with Mallow is, like, most of the time, in a lot of fights, you're fighting multiple enemies, so early on, it just makes a lot of sense to use Thunderbolt with him almost all the time. And that's what I did on my last playthrough, I think, and it worked out wonderfully. You're making me want to play this game. Holy yeah, it works. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that works good, but it's like I didn't have to think about the battles. Like I, I want to like when I play an RPG, I want to have to think about like what attack should I use? What's the best attack in this case? For this game, every single t- or 99% of the time, it was basic attack. Okay, Mario, name, basic name attack an RPG where there's a lot of what should I be doing right now? Uh, Final Fantasy 7, Final Fantasy 10. Oh, no, no, Final Fantasy 7 is no, no. no. <laughs> Those are horrible examples. Those are exact opposites. Earthbound. Okay, well. 
I mean, there's been Earthbound isn't a very like, good example of that because a lot of the time it's either use your group hitting stuff or just save your psychic points to heal. Uh, you almost never use a lot of the status stuff in the game. It doesn't feel worth it. Final Fantasy Seven. Uh, I almost, I don't remember using magic in that game almost ever. <laughs> uh, for Final Fantasy Seven, I think I almost just auto attacked my way through the whole thing. Final Fantasy Ten almost gets away with it, except for the only one character is really important to that. Like you're not thinking about what ability to use on, uh, for most of them. The only one that happens with is Lulu. And then it's only this guy's going to be weak to this element, so I have to bring her in and yep. use that. Like Final Fantasy X, that's one of the reasons I like it a little bit is because there's this like, oh, I want to use this character to get the weakness over here in this character, character this fun. weakness. Character swapping is really fun about that game. Yeah, it's fun, but it's not like hugely in-depth because it's the same six monster archetypes through the whole thing. Yep. I don't know. I feel like I could have been brain dead and done the same thing in Super Mario RPG as as what I did being not brain dead. I don't know. I, I just like, feel like... Like in Chrono, in, is... Chrono, in Chrono Trigger, I'm like, all right, this guy's attacking. Who's up next? All right, this one's up next. I got to <clears throat> go ahead... Part of this is because it's, it's uh, timed. And, like, all right, I got to figure out who, what I'm going to use next, get this guy's spell ready. Like, on boss battles, at, at least on boss battles. Like, it's not Mario RPG. It's a lot of. I'm using. I'm spamming this attack with this character. I'm using this combo attack for the whole fight. Like, it's finding the one attack and just being like, okay, that's the one I want to use a lot. Yeah, but you don't have to. You don't have to find. I mean, yeah, in some attacks, you had to figure out what's best. You don't even have to do that in Super Mario RPG. It's basically <laughs> obvious in most RPGs is the thing. I, I see. I don't remember this game being like that. Maybe. It's, but I it's feel like it's more. I'm saying. I, I'm saying. I think it was more obvious. I feel like whatever ease of figuring, uh, whatever ease of strategy there is in usual RPGs, it's even easier in Super Mario RPG. To a small degree, it basically cuts the fat is the thing, which fat can sometimes be delicious. Oh, right. Down, down to clown. Yeah, see how I'm working with this one here. Get this me is, moist. Good, um, good analogy, not euphemism. What the fuck was I saying there? It's a good analogy <laughs> uh, because Super Mario RPG essentially cuts a lot of the fat and says this character has this many abilities as the ability he has here. Mario gets uh, his jump and fireball, and then he gets an improved version of those. And then he gets in an AOE version of those, and those are his abilities. It's I almost obvious. never used Mario's abilities. Then you were playing the game wrong. There's plenty of fights where they're very, very, very effective. And if you honestly, if you don't suck with uh, Super Jump, it's going to be better damage than his regular attack. And the other thing that the game does, it, the timed hits make uh, even just plain auto attacking at least mildly interesting. Aside from just all right, he's going off to attack. Now I'm going to sit here for a minute. Auto attacking. I like the word usage. Good. I'm proud of you. His first, his first uh, special ability, the jumping one, and then the first one you get after that, fireball. They never did <clears throat> any more damage than his regular attack, so I stopped. Basically, stopped even like trying to use That's his. That's your fault. Like, the fireball abilities. is very effective quite a few times. Uh, you, fireball, not just uh, early on. Fireball against uh, Croco. Does uh, use it once on him, and it does way more damage than your regular attack. It does like a hundred damage or something. 
on the first fight against him when your regular attacks are doing 40 damage or something like that. Uh, and then later on, uh, King Calamari use the fu- group fireball attack if you have it, or use the single target super fire, and it does more damage to him. Uh, it's basically well, it, using weaknesses against enemies. Well, the game teaches you at the beginning, like, oh, there's basically no difference in using this or that. No, it never. As far as Mario well. goes, no, it doesn't say it's that, but it does that. Jump, even you jump is more. Have effective. your first abilities. There are enemies that are weak against jump. I don't know which bosses are, but even just playing jump will uh, oftentimes there are plenty of times where it does more damage. Guys, can we just talk about something we all like, like Metal Gear Solid? <laughs> I mean, can we just get along here? Whoa, whoa, Jay, who the fuck are you? <laughs> Real Jay. Well, regardless, no. even with those apparently being more powerful, like I like I still was able to get through the game. Yeah, you can get through it you fairly can get, easily. Like you can do low level. It doesn't. Not no RPG is so difficult that you can't just be like, well, I'm gonna auto attack through most of it. Like that's that's a terrible argument. You don't think this is a lot easier to do that than most other... It's a fairly easy RPG because it's Super Mario RPG. It's supposed to be based on Super Mario, which is traditionally much more directed towards kids, so it's even less complicated than most other RPGs. Okay, so it's easier. It's it's not that different, honestly. Like I said, it trims the fat to make it a bit more obvious, to make it simpler. Instead of like... Oh, look, there's Fire 3, Ice 3, Lightning 3, and we've got Meteor. Fire, 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 Fire Raga? Can we get... Yeah, look, old this? school, Fire uh, Fire, <laughs> Fire 3. Just give me shit. Free Final Fantasy 8? They changed it with 8, didn't they? Yeah, I think so. 8 or 9. Might have been 9, actually. Yes. I think it was 8. Stop sneezing, Lisa. God. That's one of the things I that ended up making me hate eight. We're just for no reason changing. I hated it at first, and now I just love it. I think it, I think it's awesome. Actually, <laughs> I don't care that much one way or the other now. But at the time, I was like, "This is fucking stupid." Fucking. I hate. Phone. I hate change. It's so funny. I like fucking hate change. And like I, was, I remember, I was like, "This is fucking stupid. Makes no sense, man. How am I supposed to know?" <laughs> Even though it makes like perfect sense. It, it makes <laughs> some sense to a degree. It's it's not perfect sense, but I can understand. It. It's like. Once it gets up to Fire like Fire Three and Fire Four being Fireaga and Fireaja, that's stupid. There's no growth. There, there's no expansion there compared to Fire Fira and Fireaga. That makes sense. There's a change being between them. There's the basic fire, and then fire becomes Fira. So there's that change, that deviation from the norm. So it's obviously going to be Ugh. higher. And then it upgrades to Fireaga. There's more letters in the name, and then they just change. <laughs> You do a J? How am I supposed to know which one is which? Dude, I'm the ultimate form. Yeah, Get on there. my fucking level, dude. Come on. Dude, I was just thinking of uh, when you get the... So anyway... Oh, welcome to the RPG Rambling Podcast. No, I was just going to say, Final <laughs> side note, Final Fantasy Tactics, when you get max level fire and you fucking one-shot somebody with it. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> Such a great animation. I love the spells in the game. So as someone who doesn't just inherently love RPGs... Uh, to me, the combat in this game was very boring. Take that for what you will. I, I think the combat in Chrono Trigger is fine. I think the combat in Earthbound is very good. See, I, I feel like Chrono Uh, is at least as bad, if not worse. I feel like Chrono Trigger is close, but not as bad. But whatever. (laughs) That's... That's my assessment from a not huge R. I like RPGs. I don't love RPGs. So, 
you, you beat what, Earthbound, but, so you you were like plus ten in my book. After this comment, I'm I'm gonna put you like a plus six. We'll leave it plus six. Plus six, okay. Uh, if you're like me and you like some RPGs, but you don't just love RPGs in general, then you'll probably feel the same way. If you're more if you're like a fuck boy, Blake, is what you just said. <laughs> and you like, and you just love RPGs, and you sleep under like Final Fantasy covers, then you're dude, probably gonna like. Stop hating Super on my King Mario of Hearts sheets, dude. Yo, you know what? Speaking of like loving RPGs, uh, one of our listeners and a viewer of my stream, uh, Jeff, Siffle Jeff, S I F L Jeff, who has tweeted at us quite a few times, he actually sent me a thing at my PO box the other week. Jay, you're gonna you're gonna hate oh, me for this. God. I don't. I don't think I've talked about this on the podcast. He sent me the Final Fantasy Tactics trading cards slash playing. That was cards. A oh thing. shit! Yeah, I think they came from the strategy guide. I don't remember where they're from, but there's a Ramza card. A, I think it was only the nine that were in the book, whatever book it was. There's a Ramza card. There's a Princess Ovelia card. There's a Delita Red Chocobo Lancer Summoner uh, Knight and Ninja here. And they each, on the back of them, there's, like, little information about them. Like, uh, for the character cards, like Ramza, it has the story, uh-huh. like, where he came from and all this. Dude, that's for the Red nuts. Chocobo, it has the stats of the Red Chocobo. So it has its move stat, its jump. Which is, like, here. <laughs> oh, is it jump? Yeah, yeah. It's got six move, five jump, 10% class evasion. And then it lists its attacks, Chocotech, Chocoball, Chocometeor. And then it also has its reaction skill, counter, its support skill, walk in water, and its movement skill. It has walk in water? I didn't know that, actually. Yeah, I didn't know either. Uh, and then oh. it even has, for the red chocobo, it tells you what you get when you poach it. You can get the remedy or the beret. <laughs> I was like, that's damn, insane. that's awesome. And then Why for the class ones, uh, for the class ones like the knight, it tells you the requirements to unlock it. Mm. And then the weapons, helmet, and armor it can use. And then it lists some of the pros and cons of the class. That's really cool. It's super cool. So anyway, <laughs> Mario RPG, uh, can you guys at least agree that the that the combat music is fucking annoying? I mind it. Like, what is wrong with you? Do you need a hug? Listen to listen to rewind it and listen to Blake do that a million <laughs> times in a row, and you'll get an idea of what the game is gonna sound like. I can't even. I had like I woke up in the middle of the night one night with that song going in my head. Dude, what a I'm great night! But you slept like a fucking baby. <laughs> no, it woke me up. I should tell you all. Actually, you know what's funny? I find the music in as much as I. It's funny as much as I like the music in Super Mario Brothers Three. It's really annoying and repetitive. Like, wait, I'm sorry, which game? Go listen to this. Let me pull this link up. This is the music for Iceland World 6, I think it is, or, uh, and Super Mario Brothers 3. And it's, uh, I had this music on my playlist, but it just gets so annoying. It's super repetitive. Uh, music were ice. World. Let's try that. Okay. Yeah. This music right here annoys me way more than the fight music in Super Mario RPG. You know, I'm blasted in your. Part is that a lot of the tracks from Super Mario Brothers Three are like this. 
You want to blast it for a second in the, into the mic? No, no, I don't want to do that. Hey, you, listeners at home, go ahead and pause the podcast and go pull up Iceland from Super Mario Brothers 3. Uh, the tracks, I think the official versions of the tracks are like a minute long each, and it's a minute long of just... And then it just loops that over and over and over. Like, I don't even really mind this because it is repetitive as shit, but it's not bad. Like, I like the Super Mario RPG battle music sounds like a mini game that just never fucking ends. Such an angry. I finished the game. Like I normally probably wouldn't have finished it, uh, but like I got a few hours in thinking like, alright, this is gonna get better probably. And then I eventually got like five of the seven stars and I was like, well, now I'm close enough and I just have to finish it. And then like the last two stars take up like the last 40% of the game. Like I was like, I woke up Sunday morning and I was like, all right, I'm going to finish this day. I got like the fifth star last night. Let's do this. And I like marathoned it all day long and still didn't beat it. And I didn't end up finishing it until like Tuesday or Wednesday. Like the, like the sixth star, Takes forever to get, and then when you get it, somebody steals it from you. You gotta chase them down and get it back. Which, granted, that part actually was kind of funny, where it's got the Axum Rangers, which is like the Power Rangers. They're pretty funny. Uh, and then of course the seventh star is in Bowser's castle, and that takes forever to get through. But like the game was long as shit. Like I thought it was gonna be like. I mean, I guess it's my fault for thinking that an RPG wasn't going to be less than, like, 30 hours, or was going to be less than 30 hours, but it was, like, that I don't know how long it took. Fuck, what are you talking about? It seemed long. Maybe it just seemed long because the like battles were so I can that length streams at, like, 14 hours, probably. Maybe it just seemed How did you take that place. long to beat it? I don't, know how, I don't know how long it took. It felt like it was, like, a regular length RPG. I could be wrong about that, it's but I swear, true. like, it's no, it's the fifth one months. took me for, or, like, the sixth and seventh ones took me forever. I I don't know. Try getting good at games. I don't know. It, I guess it just felt that way because the battle so so terrible. So, Mario... For most hateful hater, goes to... Super Mario RPG... Does good on everything except for the battles. I got a pretty much, and the music. I got a pretty much commitment. And the, like all of the music or just the battle music? Uh, well, just the battle music, cause that's all. Okay, like, I was like, hold the fuck up. You're going one step too far now. <laughs> that's all I can think of. That's the only music that I can even remember from the game. Cause it's, it's burned itself into my head. I'll never forget it ever, probably. How about the level up music? That's okay. That's pretty good. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. You're damn right it is. Princess Toadstool's dildo is pretty funny. Read on a game this much, except for maybe Jay and Metal Gear? What? <laughs> 
the only one that uh, really comes close to this, I feel like. Uh, yeah, like, I wish, like, like once again, I thought everything, everything besides the battle system, I thought was fantastic. I thought they did a great job with it. I mean, the graphics I didn't care for, but that's, you know, that's whatever. That's subjective. Uh, so, there you have it. I guess that's all I got to say about it. You don't like the Iceland music in Super Mario 3? I'm listening to it right now. I just clicked. Yeah, I like it. In the context of the game, but then if you just have that music playing, it's yeah, like it, atmosphere. Okay. It's but, a short track. Yeah, yeah and it's very short. And it's very good, though. It's very eerie. Kinda, it's, yeah. it's great for the world. And then yeah. it's a world map music, so you don't hear it that long, generally. Uh, but when you have it on your playlist, and you're just, listen, just, like, just listening to the song itself, it's really grating really fast and the thing is there's a few tracks like that in the game too that are great in the context of the game but then you remove it and you just loop it and listen to it over and over and over and oh my god kill me are the paper mario games better than this one no i like like i I haven't played thousand year door yet you've played that one right jay no lisa has lisa you like thousand year door yeah the second paper mario Everything I've heard about Thousand Year Door is yeah. that it is better than it's the. It's cute. It's, yeah, it's 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 well done. It, I watched her play it. I'm actually. I'm so is Paper nice. Mario supposed to be better or worse than Super Mario RPG? Not supposed. To be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was gonna say it's not supposed to be one way or the other. It's newer, so I mean, take take that. I mean, like, so, no, I'm saying, like, typically speaking, what do people like more? Is Super Mario RPG. It, it, the nostalgia okay. alone just keeps it at a higher standard. More of like whichever one pe- most people played first. I everybody that I know of that loves Paper Mario played it before Super Mario RPG. Like they started playing games with the 64. Et okay. Because like the graphics on that game, like I love the art style. From I mean I've never played it, but from what I've seen, I really like the art style on Paper Mario. It really bothered me when I played through it. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Like it, it was just these really low quality Nintendo 64 graphics. The overall design I didn't mind so much, but it just felt so uh, like blurry and like smeared and wet, and nasty. I don't know. I don't like it. Okay. Anyway, so speaking of Metal Gear Solid, let's talk about Easter eggs. Is it time? Yeah. First, I gotta go to the bathroom real quick. What? I'm going to do the same thing, actually. I'll be back. You guys. Robert, suck. you should tweet that son out and be like, we doing the podcast tonight. It. Dude, <laughs> what are you doing? This guy knows what you're doing. <laughs> Blake, this guy's coming for you. for one minute. Alright. Ugh. Blake, there is a Burning Crusade server coming out. So, there's, there's actually a pretty... Uh, Robert Spex, I'll keep this really short. Uh, there's actually a pretty popular subreddit for WoW private servers. It's actually building decent traction. I mean, a couple hundred people a week are on it, which is you know, a decent amount for subreddit. There is not a Burning Crusade server right now that is good. Do you believe that? Mm. Every other expansion has a populated, well-scripted, well-appreciated server, except for Burning Crusade. I'm kind of like- mad that you even mentioned MMOs because it's just making me want to play Black Desert Online more. Okay, I'm gonna make your night rough. That game's not that good. It's not bad, but I have a lot of friends playing it and shit. Like, yeah, they'll play it for six months and they'll stop playing. It's it's just the flavor of the month. It's it's, it's really so stupid, man. Like I, I I hate these overhyped MMOs because people just set these unrealistic expectations and then 
get shit on. Which one are you talking about? Black Desert Black Online. Graphics I was wondering insane. about that. Is this is that so? Is that not okay. supposed to be very good? It's it's a no, it's, it's, it's huge right now. Everyone's like, oh my god. I love yeah, it. but so was that stupid fucking um, dra- uh, prehistoric game. The one where it was kind of like Minecraft during Dragon or Earth? Dragon. Yeah, that's because yeah. it needs more time in development. They're that working. game was incredibly popular for like a month. Probably a little bit more than that, and that, now it's just. I still see it getting uh, quite a few reviews on Twitch. Do you? I, I, but dude, at first it was like number three, number four. Now, oh, dude, Dark Souls. Oh, shit. I thought about maybe trying out Black Desert. I don't think I'm going to, but give it, give it a shot, man. I mean, like, it, it, it's, it's not it's... bad, but like you I all both played it. it. I don't like um the classes are like locked into the specific sex, and I was yeah, there's I like saw that. tamer class that I wanted to play, but it has to be this like flippy anime waifu kind of thing and I was like I, that doesn't fit. I want to play more like a badass ninja dude than the flippy chick it I just took a huge gulp of water and you said waifu <laughs> <laughs> bad fucking timing for me yeah I, I'm really a, sad there's not a, a really good M- I mean Final Fantasy 14 is still the next yeah, I need to play online. more Final Fantasy 14 it's good it's really good it's just is it worth playing if you don't love MMOs in general Yes, well, it is yep. the middle ground. It is not as hardcore as okay. WoW and EverQuest and all that. Dude, you know what? We talked about this last night. I still regret that I don't didn't play EVE. Man, that, that yeah. community is just nuts. And it's like, there's no way. I feel like there's no way you can jump into it now. No way. You would you would be years behind. Uh, Wait, so have both of y'all played Black Desert? I have watched I've somebody play it. I've day of the seven-day trial that a friend gave me. And I was oh, that's like, right. okay. Mostly the game is all right, and then watching a lot of my friends play, it's like, oh man, that MMO itch. Oh, really? And then I've got so what itch, you, man. You know, playing it that it's like, oh, maybe I'm I could I'm so do- glad you get that itch, too, because like, not many people understand it. Uh, what do y'all I, think is better, Final Fantasy? fourteen? I would say Final Fantasy fourteen. It's already, I mean, they have good endgame. The game's actually pretty difficult. You can actually raid. The game's pretty damn well developed. For a long time. It's it's one of the biggest uh, MMOs out there right now. Like I think three, it's five, I think. Fine. Yeah, it's right behind WoW. Oh yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, no, definitely. If you if you want to play a solid MMO, if you want to try something new and kind of see what what a new community on an MMO is pretty cool. Everybody's usually pretty friendly. Everybody's really excited. Yeah, so that's kind of the thing yeah. that I'm thinking also. Yeah. Like, that's the other thing. Like, what if BDO does stick around a little bit? Like. Uh, it, I'd be. It's always nice to be on, in on the beginning of the MMO. Right. It is true. Yeah, p- people don't understand that, man. Like our, our old school Guild, War, the very beginning of Guild Wars, the very beginning of WoW. Yeah. People don't know what it's like. It was, it was incredible to see those games develop to what they did today. Like. Yeah. See where they started and where they got to. There's a lot of. What your roots are about. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I'm ready. Guys anyway. Up. All right. Okay. Uh, top threes. Top no. three eggs de la Easter. Spamming that <laughs> shit now. Fucking son's watching us, dude. <laughs> make that so, so we're sorry for the confusion because last time we said we're not going to do this. Yeah, one. Then we decided. Thanks, then Rob. we decided we are. Lisa's very it. happy that we're doing her list, by the way. <laughs> oh, okay. Tell her that she can just owe us. Robert says, "Go fuck yourself." <laughs> Uh, Bird, I was there. Doing Easter eggs because tomorrow's Easter, and so. And by the time this comes out, Easter will have already passed. Congratulations, everybody! Yeah, 
And so we decided to do favorite three Easter eggs in the game. I don't think my list is all that good, but I got tired of turning down all of Jay's ideas. So I was like, we'll do it. I'll do it for Dude, you. Dude, I don't know why you keep saying that. Like, I, I, I will always pitch ideas. You ask for ideas. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. Do, do you think I was crying after you no, said we weren't going to do that's it? All, I, definitely I was, was like, no, because I'm always like, <laughs> no, nah, that idea is terrible. But this time I was like, I'm going to give Jay a little break. Big guy. We'll do yours. We'll do yours this time. I'll go first if you want. So, Blake, uh, <laughs> since we talk about give the same game every single week, uh, Easter eggs, Final Fantasy Tactics bonus characters. Um, yep. This this is awesome. I, this is something that I think most people know about today. I, I knew of it, but I didn't know how to do it when I was a kid. So yeah. you can get uh, Cloud. Uh, you can get Eris, correct? No, it, but she's no. there. She's there. Oh, that's right. Okay. Who are all the bonus characters? Let me, I'm going to go. Uh, Worker 8, Reyes. Oh, yeah, that's right. Beowulf. Uh, Balthier, Beowulf, Cloud. Well, Balthier is, he wasn't in the original. He's in the remake. Oh, he's in the remake. Dragon yeah. Reyes, Human Reyes, and uh, Biblos. Fantasy Biblos. wasn't out when Final Fantasy Tactics came out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, like, I, I remember, and then I remember figuring out, it was so funny, because I tried so hard to figure out how to get him. I thought it was just going to be something easy, like, you have to, you know, do something you know, do a, uh, an extra mission or, or whatever, or complete a battle. And then it's actually pretty complex. And I, as soon as I read it, yeah, I was like, fuck this, dude. I'm done. Like, I'm like, it's not even worth it. And he was shit. That's right. He was shit. Yeah, you remember bad. that? Oh, no. my God. He's awful. But it was still a cool little fucking Easter egg thing. Uh, all right. My number three is from the PS2 era. A game that I'm hoping to play for the podcast at some point, even though it's probably not going to be very good. Uh, the D&D session Easter egg in Summoner. Uh, this is the... Oh, man, that's good. <laughs> yeah, this is a good Easter egg. This is one of my all-time favorites. Uh, this is an old comedy bit that was like on a radio show. I want to say it was on Dr. Demento. And it was... Uh, I can't remember the... The Dire Alewives or something like that recorded it. Uh, so this wasn't originally made for Summoner. It came before that. But then Summoner took the sound clip of it and then used characters from their game as the people in this clip. And the like clip their voice is, actors almost? Or being voice uh, actors? No, like the sound clips were uh, recorded way before the game came out. And then the game gotcha. was just like, all right, we're going to take that sound file and then have our characters, our game's characters, act out the whole thing, the whole bit. And this is, uh, a lot of people know this as, like, the thing where I'm attacking the darkness comes from. Yeah. Oh, okay. Missile. Well, Where'd there's no enemies in the room. I'm attacking the darkness and all this shit. And then one of the characters is like, I want to know if I'm getting laid. <laughs> Robert likes this. Robert approves. Robert did. Oh, definitely. yeah. Uh, this is a really, really great. This is a classic for me. Uh, this was absolutely hilarious. This was my introduction to this D and D session sound clip joke that I had never heard it before. Before this, it was mine too. And it's fucking, it's hilarious. It's really funny. It's probably not as funny nowadays to me, but it was really good back then, and uh, really great of the summoner guys to use that. I didn't even know it came from something else until I think you told me it did. Yeah, I've mentioned it on the podcast before, and I remember you being surprised. And I, I feel like it was first aired on Dr. Demento, and it was recorded by the Dire Alewives. Cool. That should have been my number, like, one on my list, but I forgot all about that one. Robert. Robert. You bitching about Super Mario RPG. 
<laughs> my number three, you know those little birds that like have their, it's like a little toy bird and it like dips its head in water yeah, and goes back up. Bird. There's this Easter egg on Super Mario RPG where if you put that on the A button on your controller, you beat the game automatically. Okay, so we're going to kill you and we're going to hide your body. You done? Uh, no, my number, my real number three, or that's my number four. My number three is, uh, I guess I'm going to go with, got a couple here. I'm going to go with Metal Gear Solid 2, where if you, uh, look at one of the posters of like a hot chick and you call, uh, Otacon on your codec at the same time, it's this one specific one and it shows their faces, then, uh, then, uh, Snake is doing like an O face. While he's talking to him. And Otacon's like, what are you doing? Yeah, so you know where this reference is going. What? What? I'm just giving shit, Robert. That's it. That's my number three. Jay, what's your number two? Uh, My number two is from Age of Empires. I've talked about this before. Um, this is fantastic. So my brother and I used to play Age of Empires 2 against each other constantly, and we were complete absolute shit at the game, and we would just kind of build up our bases, throw an army at each other, and one of us would usually (laughs) end up coming out on top. Except for my brother found cheat codes in the player's manual. And when he was reading it one time, and the cheat code is really cool. So you're, you know, this is medieval times. You have catapults, you have bows and arrows, swords, some guns, very limited. Obviously, it's like, you know, a couple cannoners in this near. So my base is getting destroyed, and there is a cobra in my base. And when I say cobra, I don't mean the creature. I mean a cobra, the car. And it's blue with white stripes, and there's like 30 of them. There's just rolling. Here, let me show you a picture. It's fucking hilarious. Of, uh, I thought you meant a cobra from, like, G.I. Joe. Right, exactly, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yeah, that'd be even better. I mean, look how clean this thing looks. Like, it's hilarious. But it was just so funny, and it makes this really funny noise, and the engine revs, and it, it's just, it's it's hilarious. And my, my favorite thing about it is that it goes across water, and it ignores mountains. <laughs> uh, it's just it's just funny, and, you know, it's just, like, just one of those things. And, and of course, I lost, because they do incredible damage. I remember the days of playing uh, RTSs and, like, you don't attack anybody. Like, you just sit there and, like, build up your base for, like, 45 minutes instead of, like, actually doing something while you're building up your army, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's just funny. And it's just, you know, it's one of the things my brother just used to troll me with, shit like this. So. All right, Blake, I think it's your turn now. It is indeed. My number two... Uh, and I kind of, I'll probably talk about this in a little broader sense before my number one, but my number two is basically everything about NBA Jam. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> uh, there are so many codes in that game for nonsense shit. Big head. <laughs> Big head mode, playing as Bill yeah. Clinton, playing as I think. Oh, that's a good I, one. Uh, playing with being able to dunk from anywhere on the court. <laughs> All of <this> now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, that's funny. That's really it, funny. It, that game is so much fun with those cheat codes and the special characters. And, like, there are codes for mascots, too. I think you can have the Chicago Bulls. Bull is one of your characters. All sorts of dumb stuff. God, the, the, that game, oh, my. 
That game in NFL Blitz, I, I'm not a big sports game player or person, yeah, but me. those two games, man, they're, they're just fucking great. They're just a good time. And it's fun to watch. Like, you don't even have to play. When you have codes like Big Head and fucking Super Dunk and shit, oh my god, it's just so yeah. funny to watch. It's a good game. My number two, I'm going to go with uh, uh, Monkey Island. The original one. There's a salesman at one, uh, at one point, at one part in the game, there's a guy, he's basically a salesman for the game Loom, which was the LucasArts game that came out, uh, before Monkey Island. He's got a big, like, button on his jacket that says, ask me about Loom. And then you can ask him about it, and he, like, basically tells you how awesome the game is. I just remember seeing that. That was the first time that I had ever seen an Easter egg like that, like, when I was playing, you know, like, yeah. growing up and playing video games, and that, so that really stuck with me. And then there's one part, uh, where you could say the, the, uh, when you're talking to that guy, so your character's name is, uh, well, the character in Loom is Bobbin Threadbear. And you can say to this guy, I'm Bobbin Threadbear. Are you my mother? And then I won't say what his answer is because it's kind of a spoiler for Loom, but like his answer is really, is really hilarious when you ask him that. It's kind of like a selfless plug for their own game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that reminds me of in Final Fantasy Tactics Advance, which is a great game, uh, when they talk about playing the board game Final Fantasy. And I contemplated suicide at that point, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think, I don't remember that. I don't think, oh I don't know if God. I saw that. Yeah, they reference, I think it's before they get sent into the past. They're hey, like, do you guys want to play Final Fantasy, uh, the board game? Oh, no, I love that book. Oh, maybe I do. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, actually, <laughs> Cringe, dude. Yeah. All right, Jay, number one. Oh shit! I Best didn't Easter egg of all time. Best, actually, this is a this is an anti fucking Easter egg. This is an Easter egg that didn't exist that everybody said existed. Blake, do you know what this is? Oh god, there could be so many here. Um, I'll give you a hint. hint. You, you, I, I know, you don't even have to give me the hint. I already know what yours is probably going to be. But let's see here. To start off with, Final Fantasy VI: Resurrecting General Leo. You're uh, on the Super right path. Brothers Brawl, getting Sonic. Uh, Final Fantasy Tactics, getting a gold chocobo, getting the Dark Knight class. But the one that you're probably going with is Final Fantasy VII, Resurrecting Eris. Yes, and I <laughs> love this. This is so funny. So, Robert, when I was when I played this game, I was in late uh, grade school, early junior high, and everybody told me, oh, yeah, man, you can get her back. All you have to do is collect 35 of the 135th soldiers, which was this item you got. And they're really, really rare. <laughs> right? So you get this item, and the item just says it's a it's a 135th soldier. And you're like, oh, shit. And everybody told me, if you get 35 of them, you turn them in, and you can resurrect Eris, get Sephiroth on your team, or get an unknown character that unlocks, and you get to play him, and you learn about his backstory. The funny thing is, those 135th soldiers are actually incredibly easy to get. They're not hard to get. There's a specific way you can farm them up to 99, and all they do is drop a little toy soldier during combat that does a couple hundred damage. The other thing that people told you is that you had to collect, if you once you had those, you had to have 99 tissues from the battle arena. And it was just Aren't the funniest thing in the world. 135th soldiers from the battle arena too, I thought? Yeah, I think it is. I think they both are. I don't remember specifically where to get the 135th. I, I didn't think you could use them in battle. The tissues you can't use. The one thirty five soldiers you can. I thought they weren't. I'm pretty equal. sure. I'm pretty sure they are. Uh, but anyways, uh, it was hilarious because I I know countless people. I still make fun of them for it today. That have told me, oh yeah, man, I had brought it back and blah 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 blah. Yeah, it's just so funny and it 
it was just so great because it's just like you know people tell me like you know I brought her back and you know you have her at the end and it's like and like look at back how dumb I was because it's like if you brought her back what would happen to the story? <laughs> exactly, as a kid, people were like I think you can bring her back. I bet you can, and I'm like that doesn't make any sense in the story. That's yeah. totally stupid. <laughs> oh, it just makes me laugh just thinking about it now. Oh, actually, yeah, speaking of Final Fantasy, the the Easter egg, uh, actual Easter egg that's fucking hilarious is going on a date with Barrett. That is hilarious. That is an awkward fucking conversation. I've never pulled that off. I've never bothered. It's pretty hard to do, actually. You have to talk to You have to completely ignore Tifa and, and Aerith yeah. the entire game. It's pretty cool. Yeah. That's a fun one. That was a fun Oh, God, it's so funny. I missed that. For the internet, man. Yep. The old days. So uh, I guess it's time for my number one, right? Yep. All right. Well, before I go into that, I actually wanted to mention like a lot of honorable mentions, uh, mostly codes from old games. I have one as well. That's so funny. I have the same uh, thing. <laughs> stuff like uh, IDDQD and Doom, uh, Power Overwhelming and all those codes. Oh, that's what I was going to say. That was yeah. mine. Holy shit. As you said that you had one, I figured that was going to yeah. be it. Uh, all the old codes in like StarCraft, WarCraft 3, things yeah. like Power Overwhelming, um, etc. All those. I can't remember some of the other ones right now. Which well, Power Overwhelming specifically just because the creature said it, the Archon. Yeah. That's yeah. what's so funny about it. Like, it's just like, what? Uh, and then, yeah, I'm trying to remember some of the other ones. No, I can't, but whatever. So my number one uh, is Cloud and Final Fantasy Tactics. Oh, wow. Is it really? That's so funny. Yeah, sorry you mentioned it. And I was like, <laughs> Uh, the reason that this is my number one is because this was a big part of what actually got me to play Final Fantasy Tactics. I was a little, I was definitely interested in the game, but when I was, heard that Cloud was in the game, I was wondering if there was like going to be this big crossover, if there was going to be tie. That's what I thought. Oh man! So I was all excited because like, oh man, Cloud is in the game. I bet there's going to be references. I wonder if I can make it to Midgard. Oh god, this is going to be so cool. And then it's just you recruit him. And that's and he sucks dick. I was actually the same thing. That's what got me into playing Kingdom Hearts, because it was like, holy shit, man, Cloud's back! Like you know, all this stuff. And then it was just a dumpster side story. <laughs> Prom baby. <laughs> all right, my number one big surprise is another LucasArts game. <laughs> I was surprised there wasn't more Metal Gear, honestly. Yeah. There's a lot of Metal Gear stuff. There's way too many Metal Gear. Holy shit. I was looking at a list of there. Just so to... many Easter eggs. Yeah, right. oh my god. Well, for the series. Each game has at least a dozen mentionable Easter eggs, probably. Uh, I'm going to go with, actually, Day of the Tentacle. In Day of the Tentacle, there's a computer, and if you walk up to the computer and use it, then you can play the entire full Maniac Mansion on the computer. I, yeah, as soon as you mentioned Day of the Tentacle, I was like, I think I know what this one is. Yep. I actually thought about doing that, like, because I was talking about maybe last time or, like, two times, or I guess, I think it was the last one, like, our top gaming regrets, one that I had never played Maniac Mansion. I thought about using that to play Maniac Mansion for my playthrough whenever I do it, but I don't think you can, uh, like, like, the game will save your progress, on there, so like if you get to a certain point and then like go away from the computer, you can come back and then like it'll it'll pick up wherever you left off. So you can have a save where you're just standing at the computer and just like use that separate save to go and like turn on the computer and start playing Maniac Mansion. But within Maniac Mansion, you uh on that if you play it 
through Day of the Tentacle, then you cannot have multiple saves in Maniac Mansion. It just picks up wherever you left off. So the problem with that is Maniac Mansion was created before they did the thing where they decided, okay, you can't like come up, you can't end up in an unwinnable state in the game. So you kind of, so that's a game where you sort of need to be able to have multiple saves so you don't really fuck yourself over. And even then you still might fuck yourself over. So I'm probably not going to do that. And whenever I do play it, I'll probably actually play the real game. But just the fact that they have the whole entire game inside that game, I thought it was pretty awesome. Cool. Yay. Tim Schafer said that, that they want to, that they, so that they wanted to one day, if there's ever a third game in the Maniac Mansion series, because Day of the Tentacle is actually a sequel to Maniac Mansion, that they want to have Day of the Tentacle playable inside that game with Maniac Mansion playable inside of Day of the Tentacle. That's kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. That's kind of funny, I guess. <laughs> well, it's not that right. so I'm happy. <laughs> Are you on an, uh, yeah, what about what are some other good honorable mentions? Do you guys have any others? I was I'm thinking of yeah. Metal Gear yeah. Solid. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. Uh, oh, actually, two. Uh, go ahead. Yeah. Well, two that stand out to me are, or three, I guess, fighting reptile in Mortal Kombat, getting the uh, playing the Galaga game, and I think it was Mortal Kombat three for Super Nintendo. You could play yeah, Galaga, okay. and then in Grand Theft Auto Vice City, the one room where. It's like there's like this random like a uh, hotel room. And if you go into it in the bathroom, there's blood all over the place and there's a chainsaw and it looks just like the scene from Scarface. Oh, yeah, I do remember that. I do remember that. Yeah, that was a great game, by the way, when it came out. Vice City. Yeah, it was Fantastic. good. Fantastic game. Yeah, probably. Well, GTA 5 is probably my favorite, but uh, Vice is City, it really? I, I, I still like three is just so, it's so good to me. I like Vice City a lot more than three. Did you? Really, I like I like three more than Vice City, and I liked San Andreas better than. San Andreas was a really good story, like overall, it was a fun game, and the bikes were so fun, dude. Do do drive bys on ding ding. Yeah, bikes, they were good, and like the game was so big on San Andreas. That was the main yeah. reason that I liked it so much. That's a great fucking series, man. Holy shit. Uh, I guess my other honorable mention would actually be another game that we talked about today already: Super Mario RPG. Which had a ton of references to other Nintendo titles. The biggest two being uh, t- references to Zelda and Metroid, where you can the peach find thing. The Robert what? The yeah, Peach the thing Robert talked about as well. That's well, yeah, there's that. Uh, but the big two for me from that are, uh, I think you can find both of those. Ca- you either find references to them in text, or you find them sleeping in a bed. Uh, I think you find one of them sleeping in a bed at Hyrule Castle, and then the other one you find sleeping in a bed at Rosetown? Something like that, but uh, I really like the references to the other titles in that. thought that was neat, good use of having Nintendo's permission to make a game. Yep. That's nope. funny. I like what I like when Nintendo does something. That's kind of funny. And like they they did it pretty often too. Yeah. Uh, like yeah. Animal Crossing. Yeah. Like dude, the Animal. This is playing Animal Crossing. Maybe think of it as well. It's like Animal Crossing. The fucking cross references, dude. The, all the NES games. It's freaking awesome. Yeah. Shut up, dude. You know what, Robert? You get one of these. No. Wait, 
What did you just try to do? What are you Sorry. even? <laughs> what are you, are you failing? Is like a right? virus? Is this a virus? I don't click on that. That's, just that's like, just, just, just download that for me. It'll let me take. I was trying to send you another picture of the sun. That angry fucking what sun, dude. This? That guy's just haunting me now. You trying to send me this? Oh, okay. Right. Uh, we got we got a we got a tweet from uh, from from Jeffrey Civil Jeff eight See, on this guy. one. He <laughs> said uh, he said he likes uh, Cloud and the Flower Girl being in Final Fantasy Tactics. Good he put page. the Flower Girl in quotes. Um, and uh, Cecil from Final Fantasy four being the weapon salesman in Secret of Evermore. Evermore. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Oh and yeah, it's, it's super blatant too. He's just like, I'm Cecil and I'm married to Rosa and we're looking for a place to stay because uh, blah, blah, blah. it's ridiculous. <laughs> it, like, there's no subtlety to it whatsoever. He just keeps going on and on and then he gives you a bazooka if you buy something from him. Hey, okay. thanks. That's pretty neat. Yeah. Uh, Want to go on to emails? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> you sound thrilled. Emails. Actually, I'm, emails. I, look, I actually really look forward to emails now because we've had some really no, good ones you. lately. Rob, oh, Rob's like, so uh, do you want to do emails? I, I forget. <laughs> it's it's awesome. It's like one of my favorite parts now. Cause yeah, yeah the emails is my it's my guys. favorite part. I, I, I don't yeah, blame yeah. Robert. Not for a second. Metal Gear. Uh, is emails your is my part. favorite part. <laughs> we got two this time. Let's take a look. We're, we uh, we also got. Well, here, I'll go ahead and read the, read this. Jeffrey, uh, he didn't send us an email, but he did tweet us some suggestions. Like I said last time, no, like of games to play. This is oh, specifically add to add to Rob. It says add to Rob's to playlist. This is actually just a command. It's not even a suggestion. Uh, Marvelous, another Treasure Island is the name of the game apparently. Point and click. Uh, oh yeah, he says it's a Zelda point and click. That's good. Huh. Huh. <laughs> and uh. and Snatcher, Kojima's first game. We've, I think we've talked about that briefly. It's a Sega CD game. Oh wow! It's uh, it's kind of like more of an adventure game than it's kind of like an adventure game as well. Damn! Like I actually looked this up because I had heard about it recently from somewhere else, and like this game is fucking expensive if you like actually try to buy the real game, like on like the Sega CD actual copy of the game. It's selling for. Uh, it's selling for around six hundred dollars. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Watch, Jeff's the one selling it. <laughs> Robert, you have to play this game. Uh, I noticed you're the one selling it. No, no, don't. Doesn't matter. Just buy it from from here, and it's just another link to his. You thing. know, the, guy, the only guy selling it also is named Jeffrey. That's so weird. Yeah, that's so weird. I can't yeah. believe it. Um, just shut up and play the goddamn game, Robert. <laughs> just go buy it right now. Or I bet that Jeffrey will double the price on it, and then you're going to be really. <laughs> All right. <laughs> He'll just bid against you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, thanks, me. Jeffrey. I'll check out. I'll look into Marvelous Another Treasure Island. May, uh, one day I will play Snatcher. Uh, Sna- uh, not Snatcher. Marvelous Another Treasure Island. That'll happen like before I die, probably. <laughs> before I kill you, you mean? Well, I don't know about that. Please make sure that I get to do a speech at your funeral. I'll just talk about Metal Gear the entire time. I'll just do Metal Gear quotes. I'll walk up to the podium and be like, thank you for coming today, and then just start quoting Metal Gear, Metal Gear for you. Blake, you can talk, too, if you want to. Uh, no, I'm good. <laughs> this <laughs> fuckboy didn't like Super Mario RPG. Enough said. 
<laughs> Put him on the ground. Do have anything to say? This bitch got buried like he deserved. <laughs> oh, that reminds me. Um, <laughs> that reminds you of something? Yeah, because it made me think of fighting games when he said bitch got served. I don't know why. <laughs> I still don't understand, but that's okay. Well, let's go on. Yeah, I'll explain after the talk. First email uh, comes from Ryan. He's the, uh, he's the, <laughs> I actually read this one already because it's like one sentence long. Ryan is, if you remember, the one who originally suggested the pickles and mayo. Stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh. He writes, you have to eat the mayo and pickles on an egg sausage sandwich, not by itself, lol. <laughs> <laughs> Get shit on, dude. Now you have to eat it again. <laughs> you can't bag it. Uh, it still doesn't sound good, but I, yeah. <laughs> No, but this yeah. it just makes this so hilarious. It's yeah. Now you have to do it again, dude. You can't <laughs> talk shit on it, Robert. I'm tr- I'm trying to find where he first said because I swear he said like a side of pickles and mayonnaise. Like, did he not? Like, come on. I thought he said that as well, but who cares? All right, you're wrong. I I gotta find the truth though. Listen, you can I, do it later. All right. Hold on, let me just look up one thing real quick. Oops, I typed his name in wrong. I just did it again, too. So I guess I have to concede defeat because I don't have proof that he said as a side item. So now, maybe next time I'll try him on it. Yeah, I agree with Jay. This still doesn't sound good on an egg and sausage sandwich. Like, still, it's kind of like, I just don't like pickles, so that's why I don't like the sound of pickles. So I might give it a shot. We'll see what happens. We got another email from, uh, Jay. He says, it's Chase, quote, don't call me Charlie, the night cleaner again. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Robert's making all the enemies. Yeah, man, you spelled, are going to get murdered, dude. He spelled night cleaner with a K, by the way. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. He, he gave us another nice long email, so get comfortable for just a second. We're gonna see what uh what, what Charlie has to say. Thanks for going through my last email and giving your thoughts on things like ROM use and its alternatives. I agree about supporting an official release of a game if it hits a virtual store, as that is the best way to notify a corporation that there is a community interested in that type of game again. I yeah, especially th- like for me, especially that one rings true with uh, say Earthbound. Yeah, yeah. Um, I expect, yeah, okay, here he goes. I expect if Earthbound hadn't sold as well as it did on Virtual Console, yeah. we wouldn't have seen releases like Earthbound Beginnings, Mother 1. Yeah. Uh, it is also great to see companies like Konami and Capcom open up their vintage catalogs, as I would very much rather pay 6 to $8 for Super Castlevania 4 than what is, than what it is going for on eBay, complete in box right now. Oh, God, yeah. Complete in box, as, that's another story entirely. Yeah. As for collecting itself, the fact that Robert bought a complete in-box Earthbound and an SNES says a lot. I'm very yeah, careful with yeah. the I'm very careful with the new games that I buy and try to ensure that all components stay with my games throughout their lifetime in my possession. I didn't always I do. do this when I was yeah I didn't always do this when I was young. I don't think most of us did. I tried my, to. I, I did pretty okay with it, but I didn't. I still entirely. hate my mother for this reason right here. What we're talking about. <laughs> I had a friend who who did good about that, and like I and like I remember the, like the first time that I kind of noticed like he had a lot of his 
uh, computer games like on the shelf, like all in the box. I was like, damn, that looks pretty cool. Like, I wish I didn't just like tear mine up in pieces and like throw it away as soon as I pull the game out of the damn box. Yeah, I'm not too worried about the box as much as I'm still having the equipment and games. I care about all of it. <sighs> Since yeah, I didn't sorry. always do this when I was young, and as my brother and I share a huge library of old NES, SNES, Sega Master System, Genesis, PS1, PS2, and Sega Dreamcast games, <laughs> I can say that I can, <laughs> I can say that keeping boxes and books in good repair just wasn't how we did things as as children oh. and adolescents. You got something? Yeah, no, sorry. Yeah, nothing. Um. Okay. And so we mostly just have the games now. Also, my brother loved to read the game books in the bathroom. Same. I still do it today. I would feel really weird selling one of those to someone nowadays. They're flagged, dude. They're flagged. That said, as Robert was telling his story, I had a pretty good idea of how much he had spent on the game. Robert, just saying, dude, for $100 more, you could have a Vive, man. You could be in VR land. You could be literally living a point-and-click adventure. What's a? I don't even know. I don't even know what a Vive is. Is this one of the new VR headsets? Is that like the PlayStation One? Do either of y'all know? I, I don't know. No, I've never heard of it. I thought Blake was gonna. I think. Oh, no, HTC wait. Vive say it again. Is the Vive? The Vive. It is what one. Of, it is one of the new. It's it's HTC. It's like a, a VR headset. One of the new ones gotcha. coming out. I. Uh, it sounds a little familiar. I don't know anything about it though. Well, according to uh, Charlie, you could live in a point-and-click adventure if you have one. Cool. <laughs> I think you could live in one, Robert. I would be <laughs> living in tactics. <laughs> oh, what a awesome. you know how awful that would be? Yeah, I'd be fine with that. White. I, no, <laughs> that'd be terrible. Are you kidding? God, what an awful okay. world. <laughs> I, I'm... I'm thinking how wonderful it would be. <laughs> also, quick side story about collectors. So I recently sold a few of my own personal games, a collection I had outside of the one I share with my brother, and the sale net me $375. Holy shit. And, and also a near mint and not yellowing SNES with two good quality official SNES controllers. Yeah, that's something I've noticed as the is the Super Nintendos, they actually do get a little yellow with age. It's really Yeah, it's weird. I don't know what material in there causes that. The one that I bought I at, uh at the used store at my mall has that going on for it. It's like, yeah, the one, that's disgusting. Yeah, mine does too. The one that I got on eBay. Uh the games I sold were all loose SNES cartridges with dust covers. The games were Metal Warriors, Ogre Battle, Skyblazer, Robotrek, Contra 3, and a Repro Kart version of Mega Man and Bass. Base. Base, okay. I was trying to find that out. Mega Man was Rock Man in Japan. It's always it's music stuff. Okay, Mega Man and Base. And Base has a dog called Treble, so. Ah! Ah! Three seventy five to me sounds uh-huh. for those like at a store with no boxes. That's not bad, yeah. With no bo- like it, I'd say it's a ripoff without the boxes, but or with the boxes. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. Yeah, I think that's pretty it good. Is. 
the guy who bought Actually, all speaking stuff, of uh, games that we have that are worth a bunch, I didn't know this, but apparently uh, I I have a copy of Suikoden 5. That's not the thing I didn't know. Oh, really? Apparently that's <laughs> worth like 140 bucks. Jesus. Really? Yeah, I looked it up. Uh, I was actually looking up Suikoden 1 on Amazon because I saw a copy of that at uh, the same GameStop that I, or the Game Store, excuse me, that I bought my Suikoden. <laughs> And it was like 35 bucks, and I was like, should I buy this? Is this? And it, as it turns out, no, that's kind of a ripoff for Suikoden 1, especially without the original box or the original jewel case. <laughs> and so while I was looking up Suikoden 1, uh, I saw Suikoden 5 is worth like over 100 bucks, And I was like, uh, I'm glad I stole that from, well, not stole, but paid for and got a great deal on from GameStop when I picked it up. I have the OG case for FFT. Original with like an OG copy, dude. I love the cover yeah. of that game. It's fucking fantastic. Yeah, it's super solid. Yeah, it's great. Great. Did people people didn't really like Suikoden Five very much, did they? No, people really did like Suikoden Five. It's oh, four really? That hates four yeah. that they didn't like. Okay. Yeah, four is like Wind Waker because hey. you sail around in a boat a ton, and that's the that's the world. <laughs> what you have to do, and there's other problems with it, I guess, but that's the big drawback, and so. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, Suikoden 5, though, some people feel like it's almost as good as 2. Wow. I want to try and play through it for RPG year at some point. Uh, I've put a few hours into it before, and it seemed pretty alright. I wouldn't mind cool. getting a playthrough of it, especially since I have a physical copy. I'd like to go, I'd like to play through the rest of the Suikoden games. I greatly dislike 3. Uh, people at the time when it came out loved it. Apparently, yeah, I loved three when it came out. Are like, oh yeah, three's not that good. And I was like, what? Huh. Little shits loved that game when it was new. I hate. <laughs> Same as Wind Waker, except in the other direction. People used to hate Wind Waker, and I still do. I and love now I loves it. Yeah, it's because you're bad. I really liked three when it came out. I remember like it being one of those games where you really just have to power through the first like eight hours, and then it gets really good, or at the time at least. I didn't right. even like it. I played all the way through it, and I didn't like it uh-huh. at any point. Huh. I really liked it. A few, yeah. like, uh, I liked, I think early on I enjoyed the story of some of the characters, but then it just got, hey. I don't know if I still would or not. Yeah. Uh, let's see. He says, where did I leave off? The guy who bought all this stuff had a Metal Warriors manual already, bought an empty Metal Warriors box for around $75 just for the box, Put all the components together and sold it for just shy of seven hundred dollars. Jesus Christ! Can you imagine when he bought that if he's married? Honey, look, look! I bought this. I promise I'll make the money back on it. You bought an empty box? <laughs> <laughs> Can you at least tell me what's in the box? Ah! <laughs> this is the collector's market and how it works. I expect to see him do the same thing with Ogre Battle. Blake. I know you might lament Uh-oh. the trading of Ogre Battle. Yeah. March of the Black dude, Queen. Dude, it is a stellar game, but I have it on my SD2 SNES cartridge that I mentioned last email. And honestly, the PS1 version of the game, which I also own and can emulate if need be, has a few more bells and whistles that make playing the game much easier. Much easier? No, being- no. The PlayStation version is terrible. Because every time you get into a fight, you've got like a 10-second loading screen. It's the same problem that all oh, of just like Chrono Trigger? Have. Yeah, it's just uh, like uh, Final Fantasy 4, 5, and 6. It's got that exact that, same issue. 
Fuck yeah. that, dude. Fuck <laughs> that. Such as being able to command to program a unit's move commands beyond just a single movement. He says that's one of the bells and whistles that he likes. Right, yeah. Which that so instead cool. of so instead of uh, a guy moving to one place and then you having to ma- to command them again, you can just set all the moves at once. For all the folks out there who are interested, yes, the SD2 SNES has a save battery on the cartridge itself, but also writes all saves onto the SD card you put in the cartridge itself, so all of your saves are double secure. Anyway, I had a question that I wanted to ask you guys. Not a top three, just something to start a bit of talk. What is one of the weirdest or unexpected things that have happened to you while playing a video game? Besides erections or... Are those I just in my pants? Yeah, I don't know. I'm... The weirdest thing that it's... happened. Oh, I got a good one. So <clears throat> I was playing. Actually, I don't know what title or what game it was. It was Super Nintendo. Let's, let's just say. We'll say Super Mario RPG just to piss off Robert. So I was playing <laughs> Super Mario RPG one time in my buddy's house, and uh, they they were not the the cleanest people. Let's put it that way. They had a problem with rats in their house. This is not, this isn't Glendale, which is kind of a shitty area. But um, one night we were playing, and his, his dad would come in and check on us. You know, we were really young, and uh, we were playing games. And then all of a sudden, we saw a rat. So we climbed to the top of his bunk bed, and we were trying to play Super Nintendo. You know, obviously, there's no wireless <laughs> controllers, and the console's on the ground, and the cable's, like, we're, like, leaning off the edge of the bed to play, and his dad walks in, and he's just like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> we're just like, we saw a rat. <laughs> we saw a rat, but we hadn't been able to save our game yet, so. Uh, no, we kept playing from up there. <laughs> Great. Good. That's pretty good. I'm trying to think of unexpected and crazy things. What about you, Blake? I, yeah, I can't really think of any, like, <laughs> the... That one, that one's not really crazy or unexpected or anything. Like I was up until four in the morning, even when, as a kid, I was staying up really late playing the original Breath of Fire. That's nothing weird or crazy. Uh, uh, no big accidents happening outside during me playing games that I can think of. Uh, yeah, I don't really have anything like that. I feel like I, I was looking up Easter eggs, and there's this one for Link to the Past, and I think. That I got this as a kid, but I don't know for sure. There's this Easter egg in the game where you can randomly find a... I thought it was random. I might not know all the details on this, but I think that's how it worked on some versions of the game. And you can randomly... If you fall into a hole, you fall into this room where there is a tribute to a guy that... a, A kid that won a competition in a Nintendo Power magazine. And there's just a bunch of money in there. That's it. That's the whole room. And I feel like, as a kid, I had a copy of the game where I fell down into a hole... And it's the hole right next to the sanctuary in the light world. And I walked over there, and I cut down this bush, and I fell into this hole, and uh, I got this little Easter egg there. And that's the closest I can think of. And even that, I'm not totally sure that happened because I can't – I didn't look up the details on it while I was uh, getting Easter egg ideas. So I saw that one, and I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that. But the way that uh, I read about it a uh, couple days ago was that y- – it was like the room was put into the game, and then it was removed, and then it was put in, and it was removed, and there was this big thing of it not being in the game or being in the game and blah, blah, blah. And I'm pretty sure it was in some copies. Uh, other weird things? like The only thing that I can think of is like when we were playing – me and my friend were playing Mario Paint, and we were drawing pictures of like naked girls on it. 
And my sister oh came in and caught gosh. us, and she went and told on us that I got in trouble. <laughs> Speaking of erections while playing video games. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I guess the what was the one that I just had? Um, Falling down. He's dying. He's Um, dying. I'm trying to think. I had something kind of okay, but not really. No. Whatever. I don't know. That's a difficult question. Yeah, it's a good one, but I can't think. Yeah, it's good. It's just I don't have any good stories from it. Let's see. Uh, He says to get you think. Okay, to get you thinking, I'll provide an example for myself. I mean, I could go into detail about parents trying to jump over controller cords, not quite making it, resulting in systems getting launched in horrible and expensive ways. (laughs) But I think, as I brought up my brother earlier, I will share a story about him. So to set the scene, I am playing games on my Super Nintendo in our unfurnished basement on our giant but ancient CRT TV. The game, Final Fantasy III, or VI in Japan. I had recently won Chrono Trigger, and decided to go back to Final Fantasy VI because it was so awesome and I wanted to change. For fans of the series, I had been playing non For fans of the series, I had been playing non-stop and I had just beaten Ultros on the raft and was at a crossroads in the game. As I know Final Fantasy VI like the back of my hand, I hadn't saved yet as there wasn't much in the game I was afraid of. I had been playing for a few hours now in about an hour and about an hour in, my brother had shown up with his Nerf bone arrow. Oh, no. attached image. Oh, he attached an image of it. Hold on. <clears throat> oh, this ought to be good, then. Well, it's just like a stock image of this Nerf gun. I got another story now that, I remember, now that you guys are talking about something. Oh, uh, here, I'm trying to figure out how to send it to you. Image. There you go. Here's the Nerf gun. It's the Nerf Bone Arrow. I remember these. We, I had one of these. Me and my friends used to play with them. Just wait. <coughs> oh, yeah, I had one of these. Anyway, there's the Nerf Bone Arrow. Uh, oh, had, yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, he had been shooting at me off and on through the process of this playthrough. Uh-huh. Not a big deal. It's Nerf. So here I am deciding whose path to follow with my brother aiming at the back of my head with his weapon from the other side of the basement. I decide I want to play as Sabin. All the cool characters show up in that arc. My brother draws his plastic handle back and air rushes into the tubes of the toy. My screen focuses on a Final Fantasy VI sprite as the selected character moves to the center of the screen. Oh, no. Story begins, being told in white text below his sprite. My brother releases the arrow. His aim is off. The image of Sabin floating down the river appears on the screen just as a bright yellow nerf arrow flies past my head and right into the NES, the SNES. The game resets. Yep, loses his data, I'm sure, life. too. Oh, I'll never oh, have back. Oh. So anything happened to you guys? Anything like that happened to you guys? So Keep actually, the work. similar, I think I've talked about this one, something similar to that has happened to me in that the battery on my copy of Earthbound died. <laughs> oh, I think you said that, yeah. yeah it, it only died a little bit, too, because it still had some of the save files. So I booted up my game one day. I had a save file on that game where I had farmed up, I think, every 1 in 128 drop in the game. I'd even farmed up the multiples of one of the items that everybody can equip. And uh, the only thing left was to max out every character at level 99. And I was just grinding that out, and I went to boot it up one day, and the save file was gone, and I was like, that's... Final Fantasy 1, that happened to me so often. Love has died today. So, uh, we used to play... Oh, sorry, God, Robert. 
<laughs> I was going to say, one time uh, I got really far on, on Super Mario 3. I hadn't beaten it yet. This was the farthest I'd gotten, and my sister got angry with me and just went up and turned off the N- Nintendo. Oh, dude, bitches just don't understand, man. That's so scary. Oh, God, you know what? Okay, uh, there's another memory or a uh, save file one with that. With Final Fantasy 1, because I didn't play Final Fantasy 1 until after I had played like Final Fantasy 4 and 5, or Final Fantasy 4 and 6 a little bit. So like those games have save files. There's multiple save files that you can have. And Final Fantasy 1 doesn't have this, and I didn't realize that at the time. And so I, w- I just kind of assumed that there had to be something like that. <laughs> so I went to start up a new game, and there's a field on the menu screen called something like a message text speed or something yeah. like that. And so I just moved that over to a different number. And I was like, okay, I guess that's going to be a different save file then, right? And I ended up saving over because there's only one save file in the <laughs> oh. And I saved over my cousin's file that was uh, past the fight against Astos, the elf. Ooh. Which that's isn't correct. too far into the game, but it's a decent amount, especially as a kid. That's a lot of. That game was so hard when you were a kid. That yeah. Game's a bitch. That's a lot of grinding to get to that yeah. point, is what it is. And Actually, then he was like, no, that's not a different save file. And I was like, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm like the worst person ever. Did you say yours, Jay? So bad. Uh, no, so we used to play – so you, you know you people always talk about Monopoly being the game that causes uh, divorces and issues with family get-togethers. Yeah. So that for me was Mario Party. I think, I think a lot of people have similar yeah, cases. Yeah, that's the case for basically yeah. – so we used to play Mario Party at the time. I have I have two brothers and a sister, so the four of us would play. And my little brother, being six years younger than me, uh, he never won, ever. And one time in particular, he played Mario, and he was going to win. And he was so happy. He was talking so much shit to my older brother, and he was just living it. And right before the game ends, he just taps the power button, walks away, goes, nope, doesn't count. And my little brother just starts Balling, like he he still to this day. I just fuck with him. I'm like, hey, remember that time you didn't win Mario Party? <laughs> and he still gets upset about it. He one of these days he's gonna give you the swiftest, hardest kick right in the nuts. Oh yeah, oh, it wasn't me, thankfully. I mean, they, but uh, still, yeah, no, it's still fucking. Oh my god, oh that's hilarious. Uh, one time I did on Monkey Island Two, I got really far. I got like almost. Jeez, I think it was like almost at the, I think I was at like the very last part of the game. And I went to save my game. Or no, I went to load my game. I turned the game on and went to load it. But I accidentally had clicked save. Oh no. And so I launched the game, click save, go to my game where it's at the very end, double click it, and then overwrite my save at the very beginning of the game. <laughs> and I actually, cri- I actually cried. Did you? That's funny. Yeah, I mean, that, that, I, I, there's nothing wrong with crying there, I'll be honest with you, Diane. Like, I was like seven or eight years old. I was probably like eight or nine years old, and I definitely cried. That's hilarious. And that was that was when I started, when I learned to have multiple saves on a video game. Now, like, I'm basically scarred by that. Like, I almost, like, if I can create a new save every single time, then I just do that whenever I play a game now. Mm-hmm. I do that with emulators in the case. Oh, uh, so, uh, side note for people who play emulators, uh, the most recent update to most of the emulators is called Restore Last Save. So if you actually save over one of your save files, there's a button you can press, and it will restore the save file to the one before it. So if you huh. accidentally reset and then save over and then want to contemplate suicide, um, that will <laughs> help prevent that. <laughs> Nice. Oh, service nice. 
I guess uh, something there kind of reminded me. I cried when my cousin got a Game Genie for his Genesis, and I didn't yet. <laughs> because oh. what happened was, like, I, I should have known that I'd be getting one, but I, it was his birthday party. His birthday is December 19th, and mine is December 29th. So I had to wait, like, an extra week to get mine, but I was he got one, and I was like, I don't get one, no. <laughs> uh, this sucks. It's not That's fair. Awesome. Poor Blake's son. Poor Blake's son. The poorest. Any more good crying stories? Um, not really. No. I don't think I do either. Yeah. Jay, did you ever cry about about a game? Um. Ah, uh, no, not really. Nothing. Nothing. I think of nothing memorable. Um, okay then. Thanks, uh, he says, let's see, hold on, at the very end of his email, I lost it. Here we go. Oh, that's it. Uh, keep up the good work, don't call me Charlie. So, thanks Charlie. That's just, that means what you say. Appreciate it. Thanks for the email, Chuck. (laughs) Mail us at mail at classicgamingpodcast.com. Uh, or send us some tweets, some, some of the old tweets on, uh, at, at Class Gamescast. Isn't that right? I don't know, you tell me. I think yeah, you, you are right now. I think I'm gonna start, I think I'm gonna ask for a Twitter right and just start tweeting while we're doing the podcast, by the way. I was thinking about doing that. <laughs> and do doing what? some funny shit, tweeting during the podcast, just trolling around. Sure, yeah, go ahead. Go okay. for it. Send me the info. I'll do it. I, don't, I actually wouldn't mind. Probably, our password is probably like Metal Gear Solid or something like that. I don't remember. So I'm going to change that to Robert's a fuckboy and then start tweeting. <laughs> uh, real quick, uh, uh, current gaming subcast. What Amnesia. All... Already said it, man. Oh, I, I didn't say oh, it. Yeah. On podcast. I forgot. So my brother and I, uh, we love playing scary games. We played Outlast together. He, him and I just have a blast with this stuff. So we decided to play Amnesia last night. My God, that game is fucking nuts. It is just, it's pretty fun. It's not as scary as I thought it would be early on. Roberts told me that I'm at the point where it goes downhill and starts getting really scary. So yeah, he just, you just uh, completely. More like it starts going silent hill. Ah! Anyways, so yeah, that's pretty much what I'm doing right now, and and uh, just having fun with it. It's pretty legit. I haven't had too many I uh, too s- much time to play other games. So I, I'm really interested if whether you like you don't find this next part very scary. I mean, I found some parts I... scary in this one, but it's just like this is no, where I lost. Outlast. It. I mean, you want to get you want to poop yourself, man. That game. Just, yeah, Outlast seems pretty. Second scary. one comes out uh, fall of this year too, so I'm definitely gonna play that. Okay. Um, I guess my current gaming subcast has pretty much been Salt and Sanctuary. This is a currently PS4 exclusive title, oh, yeah, but yeah, yeah. coming out to uh, P- uh, PC and PS Vita sometime in the next few months, I heard. But there are plans for it to go multiplayer at some point. And so PC guys out there, uh, if you like Dark Souls... You're going to want to look into this game. This is basically a Dark Souls 2D game with some Metroidvania elements. It's got some platforming to it, and uh, you get some tools that actually help you platform that are like, they open up the world to you. So it's got that Metroidvania aspect going for it, which is pretty cool. Overall, the game was actually better than I was expecting. It's got sort of, uh, the skill tree in it is very 
Final Fantasy X sphere grid kind of a system. Oh, I love that sphere grid. There you go, Jay. (laughs) It's it's not bad. It's a cool way to level up. It's fairly simplistic, but it's still pretty cool. And what else has it got going for it? Uh, The combat, it's a 2D Dark Souls game. I've played enough Souls games by now that the idea of the combat is pretty simple to me, so I had an overall easy time with the game except for one boss who was a total piece of shit. Uh, if you've played Dark Souls 1, you'll recognize the name Bed of Chaos. And this boss is like Bed of Chaos 2.0. Very annoying. It doesn't feel like you're fighting the boss. You're fighting all of the environment around the boss. You've got your pit deaths where the boss will knock you off off uh, the side of the arena, and that'll be what kills you. Really stupid stuff like that. Like, it's really, really annoying. Aside really? from that one fight, it was uh, very... Dark Souls, roll away from this attack, block this attack kind of gameplay. And I actually had a lot of fun with it. I enjoyed the Metroidvania additions to the game. I felt like uh, it's sort of similar to what I had a problem with with uh, Sega and Densetsu 3, and that the tools in this game came a little bit too late. The pacing was a little off with it. It didn't completely ruin the experience. It was just a little sad. I got uh, It took a while to get the first two tools that open up the world to you, and then the next three, it was like, here's this one, here's this one, here's this one. And I think part of that is because it's this gigantic connected world. Uh, so you're just exploring. And I think early on, I just went to the wrong places early. And so I missed getting the brands when I could have. And then later in the game, I skipped like half of the side content. And I ended up going to the right places to continue the story almost right away every time. Uh, overall, really, really, really cool game. I was surprised that it was as good as it was at $18. Yeah, it seems like a cool game. Yeah. I'm trying to think, have, have I been playing anything else? Uh, well, I do have early access to Enter the Gungeon. Oh, uh, yeah, how's it turned out? out on here before. It is a, it's coming out in a few weeks now. It's coming out on April 5th. So it's not like I've got a huge start ahead of everybody else. But uh, the game's very good. If you like twin-stick shooters, if you like uh, The Binding of Isaac or uh, Nuclear Throne, totally recommend checking this game out. It's got a very, very good sense of humor. It's a lot of fun to just read the flavor text of stuff in the game. And uh, there are bosses like uh, there's a Medusa, and she's called – I can't remember her name now. Oh, that upsets me. Uh, There's a Beholder that's called – uh, the gun holder or something like that. Bunch of gun puns and ammo puns. Like uh, the book <laughs> with all of your information on like the lore of the game and stuff where you read about your weapons and the stuff you've picked up. It's called the ammo Uh The enemies that you're fighting are called the gun dead. Uh, just little <laughs> stupid jokey shit like that. That's really, really well done. All right. I've been playing, uh, huh? I burped, sorry. Wait, when does that game come out? Uh, April 5th. Okay. I jumped on the Stardew Valley bandwagon. Oh, God. I've been playing that for a little while. I'm having lots of fun with it. It is, if you're not familiar with it, it's basically, so I, I never played Harvest Moon. What I hear is that this is what Harvest Moon fans really wanted Harvest Moon to be. Basically, you're a guy or girl who, long story short, you pretty much inherit a farm, and then you you move to this town where your farm is, and you got to farm crops, sell them, 
buy more crops and that kind of stuff. But there's, uh, there's a lot more to what, what, what keeps me going uh, is that there's a lot more to the game than just farming. You gotta like, there's lots of people in the town. You can interact with them and you can like have like, like certain like levels of relationships with people, with other people in the ground or in the ground, in the town. <laughs> and you can, you can, you can eventually, Christ. Yeah. you can I eventually, with the gun dead there, are you? <laughs> you can eventually like marry someone in the town. Uh, you can build up, not just like have different crops, but you can like build up parts of your whole, uh, like plot of land. So you can like build chicken coops and like, I just built a chicken coop on my land so I can have chickens now and they can give you like eggs that you can make stuff out of. There's also like, some there's also a little bit of exploration in the game there's uh there's some like sort of i don't want to spoil too much but it does get it there are some supernatural elements that you get into there's also like a little bit of combat you can become an adventurer and go like adventuring in these mines where there's actual bad guys that you have to fight while you're like uh mining for coal and copper and that kind of stuff uh it's it's a very satisfying game to play i'm having lots of fun it's, it's good that there's a mixture. Like, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't interested in it at first because I thought it was just purely like, go water your crops every day, pick the stuff when it grows, when it ripens, and then go sell it and then buy more stuff. Like, that's that there, but that's only like a part of the game. There's, there's a lot more stuff going on, which kind of has me, it has me sucked into it for now. I don't think I'm going to sink like a hundred hours into it or something, but I could definitely see me getting like 20 or 30. I go watch. Go watch a video of it. I'm yeah, having lots of fun with it. Okay, well, you don't have to. If you want to, you can go watch a video of it. And uh like I said, for now, it's it's definitely got me sucked in. I at first didn't think that it was going to be like a game that I would like, but I'm I'm having lots of fun with it. Uh-huh. Stardew Valley. That's all we got. That's all I got. <clears throat> so what do you guys want to do? Um, I want to go to sleep. Shit. Okay. Okay. Right. So is that it? Are we done with this episode? I think that's it. Yeah, yes. we're done with this episode. So, uh, oh. I wanted to. Are, are we? It's off, right? We're done. Or do no, you guys want to close no. it? Out? Okay. Yeah, go, <laughs> go, go, go. I'm sorry. Once again, mail at Classic Gaming Podcast. Email us about whatever you want to email us about. Follow us at Class Gamescast on Twitter. Uh, tell all your friends about us because uh. The more people who are listening to us, the more bigger Robert's EP gets. Don't, don't. Exactly. That's that's what I was looking. That for. thing is microscopic at this point. So we gotta <laughs> come on. Yeah, I gotta. We, we gotta, gotta pick it up. That. Tomorrow's Easter. Come on. Um. Also, leave us amazing reviews on the iTunes Store. And real quick, I'm checking to make sure who's that I have to that I that I should read because I want to read everybody. Uh, who leaves us a review? So I'm gonna just make sure. I doubt we have any new ones. Oh wait, we do have a new one. We've got ten now. Holy shit. Uh oh, okay, so we don't have any new written reviews. We just have a new like star rating review. That's fine, that's still something. That's pretty good, yeah, that's good. It looks like Oh, this fucking sucks. We're celebrities now. (laughs) (laughs) It was a five star review because we've only got one. The only other ones are the one one star and one three star that we got early on. <laughs> so whoever so whoever left that, thanks a lot. We really appreciate yeah. it. If that wasn't you who left it, then get on there and leave us a review. And that's all we got. 
we'll see you guys. Uh, hopefully, I got. We'll have to figure out our schedule. I'm actually going to be out of town the next two weekends, so hopefully we Seriously, can. What is uh, your deal? What is with this time of year? What is going on? I don't know, man. Hopefully, though, we'll be able to squeeze it in somewhere else and maybe not go like three weeks in between. That's what she said. <laughs> we'll see you guys. We'll see y'all soon. Thanks Bye. For- Bye. Oh.